Start the show. <laughs> All right. Thank you for starting by just yelling, <laughs> basically rendering our sound check uh, completely pointless. Um, well, I know. I know. When we do these like non sort of canonical episodes. Yeah. The supplementary episodes. I'm yeah. supposed to introduce, but I. I, I don't know. Is I don't that know a rule do. you've set up? Like David always introduces. Well, because yeah, Tyler always introduces the regular episodes. He always says welcome or whatever. You know. Uh, so so then like when David comes in, it's like, wait a second. I'm used to Tyler. Something's different. This uh-huh. must be a supplement. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and who's that third voice? Well, and then they, that's the thing is they at this point I feel like they've they get used to me saying hello and welcome aboard. And so with David, I think they've gotten used to like. I don't, I don't know. Well, uh, <laughs> and then me going, whoa, 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 just do it. Yeah, yeah. you've been on a lot of our supplements. Very exciting. Right. So then the supplement listeners can know that just anything can happen in a supplement yeah. episode. Well, I mean, All bets anything. are off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's madcap. Yeah, anything, here. man. Live anything. hard, sell hard. <laughs> um, what? Melissa Joan Hart? I said live hard, sell hard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just threw out Melissa Joan Hart because why wouldn't you? Melissa Joan Hart could happen in this right. episode. The All goods, bets are off. Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs> Live hard, sell hard. Can um, I get one for the goods, Melissa Joan Hart? <laughs> Starring Jeremy Piven. <laughs> All right. What if you? I, we were talking uh, before we started recording about the yeah. name of that movie. The goods live hard, sell hard. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. What if you had to? Say the tagline of a movie every time you ask for like a movie ticket, <laughs> but that's not the tagline. That's part of the. Title. I'm saying, but it should be a tagline. Oh yeah. Well, what, what box office is going to be like if you said, "Could I get one for the goods?" Go, uh, uh-uh, uh, we don't have that movie playing. <laughs> I can see the ArcLight doing that. <laughs> really? Uh, no. Just being like, "Hey, here at the ArcLight, you say the full name of Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb." <laughs> yeah. I could see that. I've heard thing when I that was the arc light back in '64. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they show movies. They show older movies. Um, you know. When I worked at the ArcLight, uh, we had that movie, The Namesake, that Cal Penn was in. Ah, yes. It was uh, was that like a, a drama, like a horror drama? Or yeah, but, no, it was um, like a, yeah, it was a, a mirror mirror film about. Oh right, the, it was like sort of like three like generations of an Indian family. Oh, for some reason, it made me think of like The Order with Heath Ledger, right? <laughs> which but was called Sin Eater before it was called The Order. Was it anyway? Awesome. The um, Namesake. Go the on. The Namesake. Okay. If you can picture the poster, it, it takes place largely in India, and so it says the names. It says namesake really big, and it's got sort of, you know, exotic looking design to it. And people, so many people, would come to the box office and ask for tickets to Namasaki. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's pretty great. That's cool. Uh, okay, so this is a. Uh, can I get one ticket for the Hanungvar? <laughs> Hold on, I don't know what that is. The hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, what are we ha- doing here? Hanjove? Ha- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, so this is BP supplement number... Number 12, number I think. Number 12. Uh, and we're welcoming back frequent guest, Josh yeah. Fadum. Thanks. Welcome back to the we're show. welcome me. Yeah. yeah. It's, been about, it's been about six months. Is that right? It's been that long? No. It was, no, it uh, three months. Three yeah. months. Right. Yeah, June. Because it had been, it had been like a year old, before guys. that. Don't make me feel old. What? It had been like a year before that. I without, can't believe it had been without, that long before that. But it had. What had we done? I know. With our lives. So we're we're Nothing. We're making good progress. Yeah. You know, it's like when you see someone after a long time, you're like, we should hang out more, and then you don't. We're totally doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, they're right. This is the hangout. We should just document every time we hang out. <laughs> yeah. 
Throw it up on that website. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> throw it up on the. That'll add value to the website. You guys, we should be oh, a yeah. reality show. There we go. Okay, air conditioning off, everybody. Oh boy, it's getting it's hot up get in here. Steamy. Like all bats, the air conditioning is off. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we're gonna do uh, three three months ago. We did the summer movie preview. Yeah. Now we're going to do the fall movie preview. Very the, exciting. The, the meaty movies, the Oscar bait. But before we get to that, I'm excited to hear... I, I don't want to get your take on all the summer movies because that'll spoil the, uh, an episode we've got coming up. Um, but you've got, you've got some beefs with a Be- certain funny movie about people. Beefs, I mean, more just criticisms, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, we're uh, talking about funny people, by the way. Right. I, I saw it. Well, I don't know if anyone even cares. I feel like it just kind of came and went, and swept, but it was so hyped up beforehand, especially in the com- comedy scene. Right. And um, I guess neither of you guys saw it. No. No. But um, it's, oh boy, I don't even know where to start now. It's There's a lot of problems with it in the writing of it. It's like, it's there's not really a movie. And like, well, I'll say, I'll say the, some of the positive things that Adam Sandler's really good in it. Um, uh, despite his character being poorly written and, and inconsistent. Um, and Eric Bana is really, really good in it, and he's really committed. And is he funny in it? He is funny. That's good. But he's but it's because he's just playing it for such a reality, you uh-huh. know? And um, uh, Jonah Hill is really good in it. Um, and, you know, he was also really committed to, like, a reality. And, like, pretty much everyone is decent in it, is solid. No one's, like, no one, like, shit the bed or anything, like... But like, uh, like, just some of the characters are like just not well written or whatever. Like, there's like low stake choices. Like, there's a subplot of Seth Rogen and Aubrey Plaza having a romantic thing, and like they don't even. It was such a low stakes choice to have them like not know each other. So it's like, well, who cares? Like, you meet a girl every day that you get a crush on, and then <laughs> she goes out with someone else or whatever, and like. Um, also, like, it's another low-stakes choice to have Seth Rogen being new at comedy, you know? Like, he's new, and he's like, oh, I've been only been doing it for a long time. And and there's a lot of, like, stand like precious stand-up terminology in the movie, you know? Like, there's a scene where um, uh, Adam Sandler's character goes up to perform. He does a drop-in at the Comedy and Magic Club, which, by the way, would never welcome... Uh, nebbishy Jewish guys, uh, <laughs> nebbishy alternative type Jewish guys on any of their nights. Like, there's no night at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach like that. But anyway, they they said it there, and um, and Adam Sandler's character bombs, and then uh, Seth Rogen goes up and kind of like has to follow him and and make some cracks about how he bombed, and then he chases him out afterwards, and Adam Sandler's like, you know, oh you, you know, and he's like, oh I'm sorry, and he's like, I get it. <laughs> You had to comment on it, you know, like uh-huh. as if, hey, we're stand-ups. We're, hey, you know, you got to comment on the room, right? Like, hey, we're stand-ups. We comment on things or, or whatever. <laughs> There's a lot of like, hey, I'm going to do a set, and like at some point, someone says, uh, "I showcase for Bud Friedman," and like, no one showcases for Bud Friedman. Bud Friedman probably is like, he probably hasn't been to an improv. <laughs> he's this guy who founded the improv right. and he hasn't probably been to an, an improv in like 10 years or something. Um, and, uh, um, uh, also like the, like Adam Sandler's character, like will become a jerk for no reason, just so that later on in the movie, someone can be like, you were a jerk, 
you know, like, and he's like, I was a jerk because punchline or whatever. Like, there's a lot of just inconsistencies in tone. Um, uh, it has the look and shape of a James L. Brooks movie, but none of the insight into uh, people or creative people. or what. It's not to comedians as broadcast news is to journalists or uh, as starting over is to divorcees or something like that or, or just right. people in relationships. Or as Empire Records is to record store employees. You got it. <laughs> you got it. It's no Empire Records, um, which should be called expert music people. Or I don't know. I didn't actually see Empire Records. Um, it's, it's pretty dumb. Yeah. I don't, I don't care for it. Um, I'm trying to think what, what other big complaints I had about uh, funny people. Um, well, just like little things like, you know, that like, uh, Jason Schwartz, Schwartzman is on a, um, he's on a sitcom that just, you can't really tell like if they're just, well, there's just like a lot lot of things that they're making fun of that. I wish that one of you had seen it so I could, we could rip, riff back and forth. (laughs) Like this bothered me. Well, this bothered me. Well, this bothered me. Like the whole time I was rooting for the movie. Even if, even if I had seen it, I, I, had seen it, I, I think I'd probably defer more to you anyway because I, I'm fascinated to know what somebody in the stand-up community would think of a movie uh, seemingly about the stand-up community um, because there's certain things, I, you know, I, I've heard the name Bud Freeman and I know Friedman and I know that he's associated with the improv and that he kind of, you know, that he founded it, but that's all. I didn't know he's that. He's probably like 90 at this point or something. I don't know, not 90. He's just really, really old. Like, uh-huh. he doesn't, he's retired, you know. He's got, like, fortune. He doesn't, he's not involved in that anymore. There are, like, people who, for, and I don't actually, people don't showcase, I think, at the improv. Maybe they do, actually. I don't know. Well, and the thing that made me, I, I, I still want to see it. Uh, because, it's worth watching, but it's okay. just like, there are funny parts in it, but it's like it. Anytime it starts to get serious or like personal, it like gets uncomfortable with itself and it's like, oh, we have to cut the cut the honest tension with a, a sitcommy type laugh or something, you hmm. know. And uh, like, there's a scene where Seth Rogen, for some reason, is chasing Leslie Mann uh, to the airport for a mistake that he made or something like that. And uh, and then he tracks him down, and then he's in a situation where he's like, "Oh, I don't want them to see me. Whoops! Now they see me." And then you know, Eric Bana's character is like, "What's he doing here?" And then he's like, "You know," and they were having like Leslie Mann and Eric Bana were having a serious talk, and then he's like, "What's he doing here?" And Seth Rogen is like, "Oh, I was just mm, doing a something that I'm not doing thing." And uh-huh. it's like, why did you throw that sitcommy type joke in there? Like. In it, this scene was just based in a real reality, and then they put this joke in there that's like, if it's based in a reality, no one would ever say that. Yeah, you know, like maybe on an episode of Undeclared or hmm. or whatever, or you know, How I Met Your Mother or something like that. Like, would something like that happen? Hmm. But but not in. It's just like inconsistent realities, you know. Uh, how is uh, the thing that really kind of got my attention was uh the character randy uh-huh. with eight a's i think played by <laughs> aziz ansari we had seen uh aziz ansari perform at uh <laughs> at the ucb and just sh- he showed the like the extended mockumentary about randy 
and it it looked very very funny and very uh very sharp and like how is how is he in the film he's good but he's also in like one scene oh, all right. like one and a half scene so it's really like it's not really about him he's more of like a uh, like a funny cameo or whatever. Oh, that's unfortunate. And and David and I apparently you can see David and I on a special about funny people on Comedy Central. Oh, really? Yeah, because you and I we were sitting on the floor of the UCB when Jonah Hill and Judd Apatow performed. Mm-hmm. And apparently you had the, such a stake in the movie and you didn't even go see it. I know. Well, I didn't know until our friend Frank said, hey, I just saw you guys on Comedy Central. And I thought like, oh, wow, are they doing a profile battleship retention? That'd be great. Wait, our friend, fr- friend, friend of the show, Frank. Frank. Fr- oh, friend of the show, Frank. That's right. Yes. He didn't even. You oh, never yeah. told me he saw me. On he told me on Facebook. Get on Facebook, David. Oh. Well, no, I'm on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. And so, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter are the same thing. They're like best friends. No, Twitter's the new wave. No, they're best <laughs> friends. They're like our interchange. MySpace is the one who's like, MySpace doesn't get any love from either of those guys, but Fitter and Fitter and Facebook are like, <laughs> are like, you know, they're like, do you want to, do you want to um, retweet your post? Do you want to reupdate your status? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think you're right. They mm-hmm. are, they are close friends. I that, say we all. I say we all just as a as just like a big experiment. Just all go back to Friendster. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see what would happen if we just everyone just one day just made a mass exodus to Friendster. I wonder if Friendster would even be able to handle it. You know, I get like someone tapping outside. I think somebody's Friendster still exists, by the way. Too. I know I get emails. If you go occasionally, to Friendster.com. There's something there. I get email, <laughs> emails occasionally, like you can do this on your Friendster account now. And what's crazy to me is not just that it exists; like there are still people who work for Friendster. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is insane because I know I I have a friend who works for MySpace. There might even be people who people are fleeing. Oh yeah, they're just letting them go. Yeah, I heard that MySpace bought out some sort of other music site or something like that in in an attempt to help us help. Please, we're hanging on. Yeah, I'm not really sure why. I mean, aside from just people, I mean, I I myself didn't notice a big difference between MySpace and Facebook. I mean, I noticed you know a little bit. But uh, the only reason that I switched over is because so many people were on Facebook, and that was it. Well, the thing I but how many times? I mean, I'm not on Facebook really. But how many times on Facebook compared to how many times on MySpace do you get a message like, "Oh, we've encountered an unexpected error," and to start over? I mean, that mm, that happened to me true. on MySpace all the time. Yeah, MySpace in the end, in the end of my, we'll say MySpace is over. In the end of MySpace. It was just a real kind of like, oh, this is the danger zone. Lots of fake robot naked thong women are messaging me and uh-huh. yeah. getting lots too many friend requests from bands I don't know and yeah. stuff like that. It was just, And then when you got to Facebook, it's like, oh, this is safe. Oh, oh right. this is kind of, at least that's how I felt. It's like, oh, well, I've only got a couple friends. Now I've got I'm friends with, you know, five, six hundred people. I have no idea who they are. And yeah. it's like, okay, confirm. Okay. But, uh. Um. Yeah, it just felt much safer. Now Facebook still feels da- now Facebook feels dangerous again. Doesn't <laughs> just like MySpace did. Well, I get no, Twitter. I, that's I, I get dangerous. followed by those sort of spam bot things on on Twitter, but they can't really do anything to annoy you. Hmm. You know, just you just find out. Oh, this clearly fake person is following you now. But then that's <laughs> how many fake of those person? people? That's that's a bad name. That's <laughs> You hear about celebrities that are like, I got this many followers or whatever. And uh, 
how many of those followers do you think are fake? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know. I, if you watch any late night shows, they're always like I watch little clips on Hulu of I don't have TV really, but if you watch like Conan or Jimmy Fallon, like all they talk about is Twitter and Facebook. Like uh-huh. every interview that someone brings up fit Twitter or Facebook. <laughs> well, I'm fascinated that on CNN they'll say you can you know you can uh, find out my thoughts on uh, Twitter, and I was like, you're an anchorman. What? It's a you've got your own show, legitimate news source now. It's yeah. It's to bring a, whenever, full circle, like oh. when I listen to Morning Edition on NPR, they can't they can't seem to wrench the condescension out of their voice when they use the word tweet. <laughs> like they're just trying to tell say a news story, but they're like tweet. <laughs> it's going to be like a little forced. An unfamiliar word. I don't, I don't get it. Robert Siegel, you can tweet me. At <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, To bring so it full circle back yeah. to movies, yeah. David Fincher is making a movie about Facebook. Um, David Fincher? Genesis. I thought that was uh, somebody else. I thought that Aaron was Sorkin Aaron and David Sorkin. Fincher. Oh, okay, wrote both it. of them. Sorkin wrote it. David Fincher's directing. What, what about Facebook? What are they writing? Uh, who knows? It's called The Social Network. I I I guessed I, I don't know this at all. I just guessed that it was maybe about the founding, like the people who founded Facebook. About a serial killer who's trying to track. Trying <laughs> those to are basically murder. the only two, uh, unless like either that or like a, a crazy romance. Like those are the only possible plots you could get out of it. I think is the founding of Facebook, some crazy killer that's after you. Do we already have a, we already have a fear dot com? Wasn't that a movie? Well, we had Steven fear. Dorf. We had Swim Fan. You was Steven Dorf in, in Fear dot com? I think so. Anyway, let's uh, get to the topic. Absolutely, yeah. Right. Sorry, we wasted a lot of. Oh, that's okay. Nothing. He's... We talked a lot. This is, no, this is where the the, the thing's really picking up. Yeah, where where we hit the ground running. So, like I like I said, the fall movie preview is is full of the 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 meaty, satisfying, artful. Oscar bait movies. Yeah. So we're going to kick it off with the Twilight Saga New Moon, November 20th. That's right. And uh, I'm going to start by saying that uh, my wife, Jen, has caught up on the show on, uh, on Battleship you, Retention. My, my wife? My wife, Jen. My wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> okay. That's my what wife, I you Jen, said. she has uh, caught up on. I'm a Tyler. <laughs> She's caught up on the on Battleship Pretension, and she feels that uh, she's caught up on Battleship Pretension. Yeah. Oh, okay. She I thought you were saying she'd caught up on the Twilight series. No, no, no. Well, okay. And she she does not care for the way that I have characterized her on the show in regards to Twilight. Yes, she has read the books. She did not like the movie. She does not want to see the second film. It looks terrible, and she just okay. But she, she did read all the books two or three times, and she waited. For Twice. the midnight screening of Twilight. No, no, that she didn't do. That she didn't do. <laughs> but did she actually read them twice? She read them twice, yes. Oh, I'm a dick. So, and so, uh, <laughs> Wouldn't it be better to see the Twilight screening at Twilight. Right. Nice. Because yeah. because it's cheaper. Um, <laughs> but the so she you know so I'm I'm she didn't ask me to say this. I'm not supposed to say this, but I feel like yeah yeah I don't want to hang my wife out to dry and make her sound like some stupid thirteen year old or something like that. Uh, she she read the books. She enjoyed them as much as they can be enjoyed. She saw the first film and thought it was meh, and she de- she doesn't want to see the second film. So that's but it's, um, that is not for your benefit, it's listener. It's not Catherine Hardwick uh, directing. It's Chris White's, right? Who's Chris not bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was someone else, but that guy who directs anything, doesn't he? Chris White. Yeah. Or he both did. them White's brothers. They direct all kinds of stuff. Well, which which one did about a boy? 
I think that was that was Chris White. One of them. I think so. Yeah, because I like that movie a lot. I do as well. Yeah, that's the best one. Either best movie either of those guys made. What else did they make? Obviously, American uh, Pie. The not Aragon, but the other the lioness or what the big the thing. I don't know. Who cares? Oh, did they do Golden uh, you know, Compass? I, I, Compass? Golden, Golden Compass, Compass yeah. that's the one. Yeah. I was too busy thinking about, um, when you guys were just talking, thinking about a joke. You know, when you're like, oh, you saved money on Twilight. I was like, I was like, wait, what, what was the joke that we just made? That that you like, said you, you should see, you should see Twilight, Twilight, and he said it'd be cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you should go see uh, Midnight Showing of the movie Matinee. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was sitting on that one for like, I was like, oh, I got to get it out. <laughs> Oh, you that's, comedians! Everything's a joke with you. Yeah, see, why do they put that in the movie? Funny people. <laughs> that's like what comedy? What comedians? What funny people? We just can't. Ah, when I saw God, when me. I saw From Dust Till Dawn, I had to watch just marathon screenings <laughs> of it until the sun came up. <laughs> oh, well done. All right, so uh, so yeah, New Moon. Uh, yeah, I didn't see the. the did you see the, Twilight? Uh uh-uh. Okay. All right. Well, I think we can probably. But just there's move a funny. Did you guys see the funny internet video that my friends made? Twilight with cheeseburgers. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do a search no. for it. It's pretty good. Which which right. friends? Anyone we know? Um. Yeah. Heather Ann Campbell wrote it. Uh. Mm. And uh, star, like some of the Midnight Show people made it. Mm. Uh. And Peter Atencio shot it mm-hmm. and directed it. Um. And it's got Jeff Slonaker and Kale Hartman and. Uh, it's funny. So Twilight with hamburgers, cheeseburgers, with cheeseburgers. You can Google okay. it; you'll find it. It's funny. Okay, all right. So what's uh, so what else we got coming out? Okay, well that was just the first one in the in the in Entertainment Weekly here, um, right. because I guess it's the big one. So now we're going to go back to more or less chronological. We'll go back to September, September eighteenth. Um, Jennifer's Body, the new Ugh. Diablo Cody written film. I'll see it. Um, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't care either way. I'm not like. I'm not. Any, I didn't see Juno. Uh, mm. What I read about Diablo Cody, I'm like, ah, sounds boring. Not my thing. But uh, the movie you know, looks like an interesting horror movie. You know, it's like she's killing the boys. Ooh, you know. It, it seems like it might be a little on the nose, metaphorically. It's a little, yeah, yeah, a little on the nose. It's a little like, get it? It's feminist. Don't you get it? <laughs> it's written by a woman. Yeah, but oh, well, this one. This is a horror movie for the girls. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't right, know. girls. I hated I hated Juno, but I liked as I said on the show before. I hated the her, trailer for her, Juno. <laughs> yeah, um, her column in an Entertainment Weekly. I love it. I love reading it. Diablo Cody's. Yeah, she has one. They have like three or four. Three. Mark Harris, Stephen King, Diablo Cody. Is that it? Yeah. Is the column pink? Because it's a column for girl. <laughs> that column's for everybody, buddy. No, I think it's called uh, binge thinking. I think is the name of her column. Oh, sounds very clever. Um, yes, but. They they rotate. Uh, they have three columnists, and that page rotates. You know, it could be Mark, Mark Harris one week, then Stephen King, then Diablo Cody. Right. And every three weeks, when uh, Diablo Cody's comes up, I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Oh yeah. As I, and I like but then when it. Stephen King pops, I was like, ugh. Uh, yeah. And Mar- Mark Harris really is very wise. He just write too. about like diseases on the penis or something. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just and a, and a screaming mother like, don't catch it. And then like childhood, and then reuniting to write this column. Stephen King writes like like imagine like a bad middle aged um, community theater actor whose director said be more avuncular, <laughs> and, that, and then that's just sort of how he tries to behave. He even refers to himself as Uncle Stevie. What's which is a, the, avuncular? Uh, mean uh, like more words, bigger words. Now avuncular is like a really sort of friendly um, guy, usually an older male. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, like, uh, like Dan Connor on Roseanne. 
Oh, yeah. He's a very avuncular type. Is that John Goodman's character? Genial. You could say very genial. Yeah. Very approachable, as you said a moment ago. Yeah, and it's... But but uh, Stephen King's like a guy trying to be that. Oh, yeah. And it's it's terrible. When really he should just let his inner creepiness out? Yeah, he should just be more of a creep. Because I'm sure that guy's (laughs) a creep. I'm Stephen King. He's gotta be. Like, imagine basically what it is. If you read... I've only read a couple Stephen King books, but one thing that I know is that he's pretty bad with dialogue. (laughs) <laughs> Imagine a whole column of Stephen King dialogue. It's awful. It's awful. I'm sorry. That's, that's that, yeah. He, that's, he doesn't write his column like he writes his books. He writes his columns like his characters talk. Oh yeah, and that's or really the way weird. he clearly met him, and talk. that's how he talked. And you're like, oh, I'm sure that probably is how I he talks. <laughs> but um, another reason I I don't know the the trailer for Jennifer's Body was actually okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I didn't know until I saw the trailer that Amanda Seyfried was the the I guess the 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 hero, you know, like Megan is Fox that? is the villain, but Amanda Seyfried is uh, she's the the big eyed girl from Mean Girls and Mamma Mia and Big Love. I don't. You'd recognize her. her you if totally you saw her. In, in 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 Mean Girls, she's the one who says that her breasts can predict the weather or something like oh, that. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's right. the one who's not Rachel McAdams, and she's not uh, uh, Lacey. What's her name? Lindsay Lohan, and she's not Lindsay Lohan. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, no. It, how do you not? Amanda Seyfried's awesome. I'm you really sorry. should watch some Big Love. I I agree. I'll get around to it. I don't, but uh, yeah, it's so you you are looking forward to the film. Um, I'm withholding judgment for now. Okay, I'll see it. All right, I saw a trailer. I'm like, okay, it's a horror movie, and it's a it's a hyped horror movie. And the you know, I mean, if it were just a movie, and I didn't know anything about the hype of it, or like you know, the stigma or um, fandom of Diablo Cody. Uh, depending on what you know, what you think of her, I, I and I saw the trailer. I think it's a spin on a on a genre. It's a new spin on a. It's a yeah. different spin on a genre. I'll see it. I think I agree completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I certainly. You know, if I want to be whiny and complain, I, I like I I loop that part of the trailer that goes, "This is one doodle that can't be undid." Home skillet. It's like I didn't <laughs> see anything like that in the Jennifer's body trailer. Yeah, and let's yeah. hope it, there's not anything like get that. Get me out of here. But, uh, yeah, that was oh, – June was terrible. Um, uh, September 4th, All About Steve. That's um, the Sandra Bullock-Bradley Cooper romantic comedy. Not interested. Um, I don't know. Those are both people I like, but the, I don't, I don't like I Bradley to. Cooper. You don't? No. He always plays a jerk. He always plays an unsympathetic prick. And, he, and like – and I, I, I didn't I like – Did you see The Midnight Meat Train? No. No. Oh. Should I see it? I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll you would it. love it. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's more sympathetic in that he's not a jerk. Yeah, I I anytime I see him in a movie, I'm like, why? Him? My brother likes him a lot because they kind of like he kind of looks like a Jewish version of him. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he, he like in the Hangover, man, I just couldn't stand his character. Like I liked, I pr- pretty much liked the Hangover. Like I liked the way the script unfolded. And it didn't feel like a bunch of improvised bits slapped yeah, together. I liked it a lot. But uh, I. I didn't like his character. He was just like, dude, think it's kind of weird. I got to ask you, put your pants on. Dude, this is weird. He just seemed like a frat guy. Like, this is a guy I've been trying to get away from my whole life. Why do <laughs> right. I want him to be my leader in the movie? You know? It's funny that I remember you saying that when we were talking about The Hangover three months ago when we did the summer movie preview, saying that you thought Bradley Cooper was, like, always played jerks. But the thing Oh, really? Like, yeah, but well, the Hangover didn't change my opinion. I guess I'm surprised. But, um, I, had, I guess I had hadn't. I thought I hadn't formulated this. But I know him yeah. from uh, from Midnight Meat Train and from Alias. 
uh, both of which he's like he's well he's like a total nice guy in Alias he's like almost nice to a fault Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's funny that it's just a funny like how you know you and I have completely different impressions of him right based on what you what we've seen of him yeah and I saw him and he's just not that into you and he's a mixture of both yeah Yeah, in the tray in the trailer for that movie he's like. (laughs) I think I'm gonna like this. It's like, yeah. with, and he's got highlights. Like, really, this guy sucks. <laughs> Highlight guy, and he's getting like whatever babe in the movie. It's like, oh man, I did not expect to score with this babe. Now she's, t- you know, and it's like, get this highlight tanning bed guy out of here. Well, that uh, that whole movie is uh, highlights and tanning beds. Just god awful. It is real. It's you know, I watched it uh, with my wife. And uh, who? My, I don't say it like that, David. <laughs> no, you don't. Ever I'm since, trying to get ever you since, to. yeah, ever since uh, Goble called me out on it by <laughs> on his show. Yeah. You, uh, every time I say it, I think of that. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, so we uh, we watched it, and he, and afterwards, she's like, "This is this is this is terrible." She she hated it more than I did. My friend <laughs> Zoe has a line in the movie. Really? Bless you. Bless you to me. <laughs> um, okay, September eighteenth. Uh, all the. Uh, all the women who aren't going to Jennifer's body will be yeah. going to see Love Happens. Which Love is t- Happens. Terrible name. Which one is that? Uh, isn't that it's just like... Jennifer Aniston and Aaron Eckhart. Ugh. I like both of them, but... Uh, and I saw that poster for this movie, and it's just them like about to kiss or whatever, and it's called Love Happens. <laughs> who directed it? Uh, Brandon Camp? I got nothing. It's like you might as well like call a movie styrofoam or like <laughs> just it's just like a, put a picture of styrofoam uh, on a pe- on a poster and then have the word say styrofoam <laughs> starring styrofoam. <laughs> I mean, I can't understand. I can't totally describe why the joke I'm making, but do you know what I mean? No, it's like uh, love like happens. The, the tagline should be like women. Nothing in this movie will upset you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like safe place. <laughs> it feels or like it just, it's just called non-threatening. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like they should just call it like nine fifty admission, <laughs> air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, air conditioned dark room. <laughs> Moving image. <laughs> um. On well, on September 11th, oh uh, man, another disaster will strike America when Tyler Perry releases another film oh, called "I Can Do Bad All by Myself." Well, I like Taraji P. I see that I've been yeah. driving around town seeing those posters. I'm like, have you seen I the like one Taraji P? She's have pretty. You, have you seen the the poster that I've only seen it online? That uh, we talked about in the show. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, uh, what's the word? An allusion to the Straw Dogs poster, but it's Tyler Perry as Medea close up with the shattered. With his, with no. his glasses shattered. This is I Can Do Battle By Myself? Yeah, you can find it online. It's pretty cool. Wow. Um, Are we to, to begin respecting Tyler Perry? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm quite Tyler Peckinpah? I just saw... I, I just do saw like that name, though. I Can Do Battle By Myself. I, I it's just pretty like good. It. I like... I, you know, the, the, the poster, and, and because I think Taraji P is so attractive, it made me watch the trailer, and I think I never made it through any kind of um, Medea trailers before. I was just mm-hmm. like... I mean, then after I watched it, I'm like, oh, it looks bad. But uh, the poster, it's all, it's got that, like, glistening sparkle, you know? And, yeah. And, and she's real pretty in her dress. And I'm like, oh, is she like a bad, is she a performer? She's a bad girl. I but then the really end of the trailer, it shows the cameo from Medea, like, ah, 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 girl, or whatever. And, like, 
and then you're like, oh. You know when you, you like the way it's certain trailers edited and you know like this is supposed to be the the capper like the record scratch. <laughs> no, no, not the record scratch. Okay. Like this is supposed to be this is the cameo we've all, all been right. waiting for or whatever. Like oh it's like the movie, the movie and all these people and all these people and okay, the viewers like, All right, I'm watching, I'm interested, I'm interested and then boom, Medea, you got me. I'm going to see the movie <laughs> or whatever. Like it's funny when you can see that editing going on, but yeah. Medea has no effect on me as a viewer. Yeah, I did just see uh, Star Trek, finally, three months late, and uh, Tyler Perry's in it. I know. And uh, wasn't I, I think at the time, I remember someone saying that he was in it, and I did not recall. And uh, when, I, when he showed up, people in my theater kind of chuckled, <laughs> and I myself was like, what? It just seemed so, so out of context. Uh, and, uh, he seemed fine. Uh, you know, he was very, very subdued performance and, uh, it's like, oh, I guess Tyler Perry can, can be a good actor. There's not much in this character, but good for him. He can play it straight. Yeah. He doesn't have to be in a fat suit as a woman. Doesn't he play things other than the woman in his movies? Yeah. Sometimes he plays a fat suited man as well. Does he? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe not a fat suit, but like an old age makeup and stuff. He was huge huh. and and like really famous before he ever made a movie. Yeah, yeah, he was big on stage. I, I worked at uh, at Blockbuster when all of his stage plays were being released on DVD, just you know a filmed version of the uh, of the stage play, and and uh, they flew off the shelves. The neighborhood that uh, that my Blockbuster was in. There's a big demand, and uh, I remember thinking, like, what the hell is this? I don't even know. But everybody knew who he was, and, uh, yeah, very strange. Okay, how do we feel about September 4th, Extract? Oh, I'll, I'll see that. I like, yeah, I'm, I'll I'm see excited. Oh, Mike is that Mike Judge? Judge? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know, I watched the trailer. First time I saw the trailer, I go, this is going to be neat. And then I watched the trailer again, and I thought, oh, this just kind of looks like a standard romantic comedy. But I'll still see it. Yeah, I'll definitely see it. Yeah, uh, I've, I like Judge. Jason Bateman. Yeah, I think I like everything Mike Judge has ever done. I'm not a big fan of Idiocracy. Oh, really? Okay. I thought it's so entertaining. It's, I like the satire of it. It's the it's the sci-fi part of it that I think is uh, lacking. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I might have said this on the show before. Or at least I've definitely said it to you, yeah. Tyler. Is that that's the main thing that takes me out of it? Is that as, as science fiction, it's really weak. And yeah, I know that's totally nerdy and nitpicky. What about the satire? Me, it, the satire is good, uh, definitely, but it. it I feel like it doesn't have a leg to stand on if it can't be a, a believable story. Yeah, science fiction wise. You mean you mean that like he wakes up and then he's in the future and then you, what's the sci-fi part that, that doesn't work um, for you? Well, it seems like they they pick and choose what parts um, of uh, of the 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 world's sort of mental status deteriorated because they they have those. The the Carlos Jr. like machines where you just push in, push in what you want and it automatically spits it out. Well, if everyone's been getting stupider since the present, uh, who came up with that? Uh, who who invented that? Yeah, it's it's just there for a joke. I mean, a lot of that stuff. I just sort of thought of like, well, these are probably the these are probably the things that are going to happen, and then they'll ape. That's like the, we reached our. Um, convenience apex when we came up with the Carl's Jr. spit out machine uh-huh. and then because things got so convenient for us like our brains started like developing fissures and we got totally lazy and stuff but like then that. I started thinking how is there 
is someone delivering meat and potatoes and ingredients to that thing, mm-hmm. or is it actually just creating them out of midair? In which case, that's like super advanced nanotechnology type of stuff. Yeah, that uh, you know Neil Stevenson would write about in the Diamond Age <laughs> if you ever read that. But uh, I, I, I way they overthought show exteriors it. Exteriors of like traffic moving or something like. Well, I guess not really. There's a lot of breaking up stuff like that. Uh, I guess I guess that you have a point there, but at the same time, like I'll say on tr- in terms of a comedy. If you compare that to any other comedy, most other comedies that came out that year, like it's way, you know, it's way funnier and smarter. Yeah, it's than it's very funny. I, I I love the part when he gives his whole impassioned speech at the end, and the guy just makes this sort of like limpersed <laughs> gesture, <laughs> <laughs> and just and the constant brought to you by Carl's Jr. thing that David Herman is always saying just <laughs> makes me chuckle. Um, I'm a big fan you, of David Herman. Have either of you watched uh, The Good Family? Mm-mm. No, on I think it's on Liv, ABC. Live hard, sell hard, sell hard. No, 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 no. That's the goods. <laughs> live hard, sell hard. Um, no, I'm talking about the good family. Good with an E at the end, and it's by Mike Judge. And it's basically the it's the flip flop oh, right, of uh, King of the Hill, where it's about a bunch of uh, hippies and uh, them trying to, you know, live a a good green lifestyle and being very liberal. It really is just the total flip flop of King of the Hill. Well, where but is it? I mean, because. What made the King of the Hill so great is that even though it was kind of maybe poking fun of that, at that, Hank Hill is a very sympathetic and very likable. This character. is exactly that. Really, it's okay. You, it pokes fun at the things that need to be poked fun at, like the abs. Just one thing that makes me laugh is just how all these people they're all they're all about like you know doing good and all that, but the amount of judgment they have <laughs> for each other and the way they're always comparing how green their lifestyle is to how green somebody else's is. That like that's very funny, and I'd say that's pretty true. But the characters themselves very sympathetic, and and their hearts in the right place, and you just you know you're you're always rooting for them, uh-huh. and uh, and that's that's the that's the beauty of of uh, Mike Judge is he's just I I'm a fan of everything that he has done. What's extract about? What is it about? Uh, Jason Bateman works at a factory. Uh, who cares? We'll see it. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, Mike Judge, we'll see it. September 23rd. Um, happy birthday to my mom on September 23rd. Uh, oh, Capitalism, A Love Story, the new Michael Moore documentary. Oh, I watched the trailer I'll, for that today. I'll see it. Yeah, I'll see it. Why I'll not? definitely see it. I didn't see Sicko, but I'll see it. Oh, I like Sicko. I like Sicko as well, and I'm not a Michael Moore fan. Right. Um, I did see the trailer for Capitalism, and I just felt like, yeah, all right. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll go in and just be frustrated by his usual things, his usual documentary tricks but uh yeah i'll probably see it it looks like uh it looks like fun yeah um what about cloudy with a chance of meatballs september 18th eh. uh, you know what i, I read I, the book when i was a kid oh, did you really yeah uh, i had never read it but um uh i don't know if i've mentioned twitter on the on the show before but i, I i'm on twitter yeah slash the uh, uh at the pretension i believe it's yes called. um but uh i didn't go to the cloudy with a chance of meatballs panel at uh, or like preview panel thing at in Hall H at Comic Con, but um, uh, Comedy Death Ray founder Scott Ackerman did mm-hmm. and uh, did what he went he went to to uh, the the panel for Cloudy with a Chance of okay. Meatballs at Comic Con and said that it looked hilarious. Hmm. So ever since then, I've sort of been really uh, interested in, in 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 it. Yeah, it's I haven't seen like an actual trailer for it or anything like that. All I you know, it's I, I view it much in the same way as Polar Express, which is a film I know that you you like 
quite a bit, right? I enjoyed Polar Express, yes. Um, but that it's based on a kid's book that was like, you know, 15 pages. Not a lot of words, not a lot of stories. So that means that somebody has to fill in the rest. And I'm sure what they fill it in with is pretty bad. Um, but who knows? You know, I. Uh, if I don't it's wanna... funny, I'll forgive all that. I mean, yeah, right. I won't right. have to forgive it because I never read it. Yeah. Oh, Josh is leaving us. All right. He's gotten sick of us uh, yeah. talking about. Okay. Um, the Boys Are Back, September 25th. I don't know anything about it. It's Clive Owen. What? What's the next one? The Boys Are Back. Have you heard of that? No. Okay. Well, what about surrogates? Let's talk about surrogates. Sir, okay. Uh, what do you, th- what do you think of surrogates? Uh, I don't know anything besides what you told me and the. The sci-fi. Who, who directed it? Uh, who directed? Uh, like no, Jonathan Mostow directed it. Oh, right on. So hopefully, he should have some big action set pieces. What? Uh, what else did he do? He did U five seven. Rise of the Machines. And, oh, yeah. and Rise of the Machines. That's right. Yes. That's right. And uh, the awesome uh, Kurt Russell J T Walsh uh, movie. Oh, Breakdown. Breakdown. Yes. All right. That's his best movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I I'm I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, I, I like the the concept of it. It seems really. It seems kind of kind of clever, and it's got some just for, just in the trailer. It has some some really interesting imagery uh, that are that's kind of I am legend esque, uh, where you just see. For those that don't know, uh, surrogates is about uh, it takes place in the future where you can have a robot version of yourself walk around and do the stuff that you need to do during the day. And it looks how you want to look, but also it's safer because, you know, if it gets hit by a car, you're fine and you don't feel the pain, but you can feel the pleasure, you know, that sort of thing. So uh, it's painful pleasure. I'm sorry. What was that? Nothing. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and so, and so there's and and basically there's a problem with the system as there always is. And uh, there's a, a scene in it where it looks like where all the surrogates are like the network just goes down, and you basically just see, you know, Times Square, just a very busy New York street, and you just see all these people walking along, and then they all just stop and fall at the exact same time, and it's really disturbing to see. It's mm-hmm. really it's. I, I'm sure that the film could wind up being not that great, uh, but I feel like from a sci-fi point of view, it actually has a lot of potential. Um, yeah, I, I was actually surprised just now when I saw that Jonathan Mostow was the director because he's, like I said, a big action set piece type of, like sort of a brawny yeah. director. Man directing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, have you heard of Brief Interviews with Hideous Men? No, what's that? Who made it? Who made Who's it? In it? Uh, written and directed by John Krasinski. Hmm. Interesting. Who's yeah. starring in it? Uh, Julianne Nicholson, whom I like, and John Krasinski and uh, Timothy Hutton. I'm not sure who Julianne Nicholson is. Um, John Krasinski seems to get to do whatever the hell he wants, kind of for some reason. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, why? I don't know. Like, I don't watch The Office. I've, I've really, maybe, I've never seen an episode of it. Hmm. I think but I saw him do a bit at UCB once. I was like, yeah, that oh, guy's really? funny. Um, he's funny on The Office. Yeah, he's but very he, good. I, yeah, I'm sure. Something he, about him rubs me the wrong way. Maybe, <laughs> but I, I don't know anything maybe, about him. Maybe it's that, and I don't know anything about him, but he just seems like someone who can do whatever he wants, but we don't really see what's Yeah, maybe it is jealousy. Him. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it's jealousy. Maybe yeah. it's like, hey, why's that guy so great? I want to do what I want. You know, it's like he gets the lead in a Sam Mendes film. He gets to star in a George Clooney movie. Yeah. He gets... He got a sitcom. Now he can direct a movie if he wants. I think maybe it's the idea wants. that it all happened so fast for him. Like, right. He kind of like had it. Had right. All, 
and but then I then I realized like well he is kind of the emotional anchor of a very popular television show but at the same time like I never would have expected him to be handed a movie to write and direct on his own I mean I guess it's not necessarily high profile or anything but no still. yeah it's a small but he actually apparently um it, it's it's based on something that David Foster Wallace wrote and I'm I, I just so did you say and Julian Nicholson and who uh, Timothy, Timothy Hutton. Hutton oh on a side note can I say that that movie, uh, what was it called? The Lime Life. Did you guys see it? No. Oh no! But I with the I, two Culkins in it, uh, yeah. Kieran and and uh, Rory, and Timothy Hutton and Alec Baldwin and uh, Emma Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Timothy Hutton is great in that movie. I like him as an actor. I like I mean, he's, but he's really surprisingly good in this movie. Like hmm. that movie's not great. It's just kind of okay, but he's really good in it. Like if you check that out, he's he's really different and he's really like trying something different you know that's good because i i like him as an actor but i will say that as he has gotten older he has gotten a little he's gotten a little more broad with the kind of characters that he plays and the way that he plays them but this uh, character is kind of big and different but it's okay. big but it's just like i say i think he's kind of boring a lot hmm. just kind of like oh there's timothy hutton he's there but he's He's, you know. Well, I'm a big fan of the uh, the old A and E series Nero Wolf, where he plays a very mm-hmm. crucial role, and uh, and plays it very well. But again, kind of kind of broad. Um, so. Okay, Julia well, Julia Nicholson, by the way, um, I know she does. She girl. she's on more recent episodes of Law and Order. She's a red haired, uh, very light skinned. But I I know her really chiefly from that. Uh, very small uh, Jay Moore uh, movie, Seeing Other People. Ah, yes, which was a, a movie of the week uh, uh, on the website a while ago. Yeah. Did you ever see that, Josh? No. Seeing Other People? It's so hot in here, I'm starting to fall it's, asleep. It's, oh, all right. It's very, it's very charming. Anyway, okay. September 18th. We can talk over this AC. Yeah. 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 We've yeah. been to 45 minutes when it's still in September. <laughs> uh, oh, the geez, Informant. Really? Let's just rattle them off. The Informant? The Informant. I'm sure, really, I'll see it. I'm really excited about it, actually. Uh, it looks like Matt Damon is being asked to do some things that uh, that he hasn't done before. I think I mentioned this, actually, on our last BP supplement, but I'm just really excited to see it. Uh, and Steven Soderbergh is doing yeah. something different. Well, he always does something different. But, like, yeah. Matt right. Damon, I mean, he's asked to do a, pretty much a straight-up comedic performance. And his characters, he can bring humor to them, but it's usually in a drama of some sort. Uh, but this just... It's just kind of a goofy character who's maybe not that smart all the time, and I just I, and it's it was inspired to have him play that role, and it looks like he's it looks like he's doing a great job with it. I'm really excited to see it. Also, Andy Daly's in the movie, and he's great. A lot of people are in the movie. I think. Yeah, Rob Corddry's in it. Yeah, um, uh, but Andy Daly is way better than Rob Corddry. <laughs> that's actually yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I haven't actually seen much of what Rob Corddry does, but every time mm. I see him, I'm like, okay, there's Rob Corddry. Yeah, it's well, he's he's amusing, but I do like and I do like everything Andy Daly does. We got to get him on the show. Yeah, sure. Okay, the Fame remake. Uh, I guarantee you, there's no nudity in it. Oh, <laughs> is there nudity in the original? Yeah, I think a friend of mine's in uh, the Fame remake. This guy named Walter Perez. Who I was in this? Uh, it doesn't mention DVD. him here in Entertainment Weekly. Oh, really? I saw him. No, I saw him in the trailer, and uh, he was in. Uh, I was in this really like crappy straight to DVD horror film with uh, with him. Really? What was it called? What was it called? Big Bad Wolf. Big, Big Bad, Bad Wolf. Yeah, I've never seen it, but Big, I have a death scene. Big Bad Wolf. Yeah. Um, How do you die? I get pulled under a truck, and I, sp- I spit blood out of my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That was All my right. choice. 
I asked, "Can I spit blood out of my?" That's neck? like uh, that's like a Robert Shaw death. In, that's uh, exactly in what I was going for. <laughs> I said, "You know, like Quint." And as soon as I said Quint, they were like, "Oh," and I was like, "Like Quint?" Just like, "Oh, like Quint?" Okay, oh, you're right. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you guys heard of Nine? Oh wait, which one? There's two. There's one. It's the number nine, and there's one that's spelled out. This there's is the two. number nine. I don't know about the spelled out. Oh, right. it looks great. It looks really exciting. Isn't to that me. the joke in adaptation? That uh, he's writing a serial, or the brother's writing a serial killer movie called called, the, called the Three. It's called oh, the it's Three. Called yeah. The three? Okay. Yeah. No, but this is um, it's based on. Um, is it about a German who's like, no, thank you. He just doesn't <laughs> want anything. It's a German who. Just it was the German want version of uh, of Yes Man, right? With Jim Carrey. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a CG film that's uh, it was based on the guy made a a short that was nominated for an Oscar, right? And this is the the full length version. I don't know anything about the story. It looks uh, really. I know it was a big deal at Comic Con. Oh, was it? Okay. Lot, it of, it looks uh, like a lot of fun. It looks like uh, I like that animated films are getting a little darker and a little more adult. Uh, you know, I saw Coraline. Uh, I heard that was the, really good from this year, and I really loved it. I really loved it. And uh, and Nine looks like more of the same. It looks like basically an animated action film. That yes, it's about you know uh, it's about the end of uh, humanity is dead. And uh, this one guy has given life to the to nine small uh, rag dolls, and now it's them versus like you know machi- like machines have taken over. You know that's uh-huh. that's that's not new, but it just it looks visually so exciting, and it just looks like a lot of fun. And it looks like it's very competently directed from an act uh, from an action uh, point of view, and uh, it just looks. It looks really good to me. I'm really excited about it. Okay, one more in September. That's the event. The invention of lying. Aha! Uh-huh. Which uh, I've read the script for that. Yeah, back when it had a name that wasn't sucky, right? It was untitled. Oh, but because when they originally announced it, it was called like the other uh, side of the truth. The other side of the truth, which is a much better title than yeah. the invention of lying. That's such a it's a very pandering title. Yeah, I mean, I I understand like, that. Come on, guys, we're not going to be able to sell this movie. What's this movie about? Well, it's well, got a guy and he, he he figures out how to lie. Okay, it's called the invention of lying. Well, what I yeah, like about exactly. it is that it implies. What I like about the title is that it implies that lying was invented. That it's just something that someone's like, you know what? I think this is something I could do. As opposed to just something that somebody did instinctively. But so. uh, we've been talking about the title, but I actually really want to see this movie. Oh, I do too. Uh, I, I, uh, I like Reed Gervais. I like uh, Louis C.K. As I said, I, uh, I, I read the script while I was interning at a studio that I can't say where I was. Um, and uh, the script... I know. You said where you it? were in previous episodes? I don't think so. Can Not I say th- it? No. No, okay. No. No, please. <laughs> and uh because this one uh it may have had a title at the time, but they did not tell me who wrote it and what it was called. Uh-oh. So like it was very private at the time and uh and I read it and I laughed out loud. I, I seldom laugh out loud at something that I read uh that is fu- even if I find it funny. And um I laughed out loud and it has some interesting, you know, uh, from a personal standpoint uh, Ricky Gervais is, of course, a very noted and very outspoken atheist, and it brings. I don't know if this is in the. You know, when they change the title to the invention of lying, I don't know if they're going to keep the the uh, religious satire in there. Um, <laughs> but uh, but they had some. They had some. Uh, they take some swipes at, at religion and, and the the concept of religion, and uh, and I remember. Does having, that make you not a fan of his? Not nece- no, not necessarily. Oh, right. That it, that doesn't bother me. It's just it, the the case that they make against religion in the in the context of lying. Um, 
like it just much in the same way that you have a problem with idiocracy like this because it's almost kind of almost a sci-fi premise like how would this world can be if nobody lied and there are certain things it's like well okay well one could make the argument that the the concept of invention in general is to see something that isn't there and then to work towards it and Uh if you can't lie if that's not in you then you probably won't see things that aren't there and so like that was I see what you're saying, yeah. So that kind of and so I said like well one could make the argument that cuz he just says that religion is just a complete lie that somebody just made up. Granted in the in the script they make it up with good intentions. Uh-huh. Um but it's like well one could make the argument that the same way they that these characters invented the the film camera uh it was the same way that they hit upon the idea of this, you know, it's so that that was just my own personal thing is just like, ah, well, the sci-fi, just whether it be about religion or anything else, just the technology is like, ah, you know what? The concept is so freaking good and it's so funny that I was willing to look past it. But uh, but okay. it's it's good stuff. Uh, October. Okay. Unless you have any thoughts. You look bored over there, Josh. No, I just am trying to like wake myself up. And then I ah. also had to look at my phone and my phone have to be at work. But uh, ah. let's move on to October. Okay, yeah. Shutter Island. Uh, oh, which is not that? which is not in October anymore. Oh, really? It's in February. What they're moving it next year? Yep. What is it? A stinker? I, no. I just saw the trailer. Why would they? Uh, they? They made the decision like a few. They announced it a few days ago. Oh, that wow. uh, apparently it's not because it is bad. It's because they don't have the money for an Oscar push right now. Like that was the reason they gave. That's a weird reason. That doesn't make yeah. any sense, because if it's in February, there's not going to be any money on it. Right. If it's a huge movie, right. if it's a huge hit, then why, then there, there would the money be? Where the money would be? <laughs> that was an interesting you are a little, You are a little sleepy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why would the bu- money? Why the, would the money the would heat, be? guys, it's hot here in the valley, in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I turned the air back on, but oh, I yeah, didn't want it. Nice. It's good. And so... Well, the trailer, it's interesting. Doesn't look like anything Scorsese's made before. Yeah, it also I don't think looked that good. Really, I think I, you're I right. Like I think I trailer. wanted it to be better than it, than it was, and it just kind of looked like a bit of a cheesy horror Get, movie. Yeah. Given the pedigree, it look. It, I felt like it should be much better, but at the same time, you know, who knows? Maybe the trailer is emphasizing certain more thriller aspects of it. it looks and like based, a lot of work went into it. Yeah, and it's based on a Dennis Lehane novel. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, and so that that kind of. He wrote Gone Baby Gone, and he wrote Mystic River. And, oh. Uh, so I feel like that kind of – it didn't look appealing to me, but when I found that out, I thought, okay, Martin Scorsese doing Dennis Lehane. That might be interesting. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, but, yeah, February now is when it, is, when it's, when it comes out. So let's Martin move Scorsese, on. Scorsese, he's really moving into Boston stuff, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's getting out of New York. He's done, he's done telling New York stories. Woody yeah, Allen should, like, should move to Boston as well. Right. <laughs> Scorsese, Boston is to Scorsese as London is to Woody Allen. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, I'm okay. I'm excited about, uh, kind of excited about Amelia. Um, we were talking earlier about the namesake, which is a Mirror and Air film. Yeah. Uh, now Mirror and Air is Amelia, making, uh, a film about <laughs> um, about about Amelia Earhart with uh, starring Hilary, Hilary Swank? Swank. Yeah. Uh, so Can I get one b- for based Amelia? on Amelia. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I saw the trailer for it. It looks like a standard biopic, but also like yeah, pretty pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Well, I mean, given I like Mirror and Air and I like Hilary Swank, so yeah, there, there's a third nomination for so her it right seems there. Like a perfect, it's like vehicle for Hilary Swank. Yeah, 
the type of things she chooses and does. Playing vaguely mannish women. Right. Yeah. I, I don't mean that to be insulting, but I've just noticed that, that she excels at it, but she's still actually surprisingly feminine in those in those roles. I think she's lovely. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to motor through some of this stuff. Absolutely. Let's just rattle them off, and we'll give a, one or two words, and if we got to say more. All right. Right? That'll uh, get a good. Well, that'll hey, get us through October. Uh, couple, couples retreat. Never. Oh. No, thank you. <laughs> Who's okay. in it? It's another Vince Vaughn. Um, Ball ring. Moving Favreau on. Collaboration. Saw a trailer. Looks terrible. I didn't see the trailer. Kristen Bell's in it though. Uh, where the wild things are. Oh, looks neat. Looks hip. Looks great. Great trailer. I mean, I don't know if the movie's cool. going to be. You can't tell obviously, but that's a great trailer. It's a great trailer, but I have the same concern with it that I have with. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the Polar Express. I'm like, that is not a long book. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to fill that in a lot. Even if it's only uh, 80 minutes, they had to. there's a lot of padding in there, and that's, that's where I, I'm I concerned. I think that could be a positive thing, though, yeah. about a, a, in, in an adaptation. Because if you've got, like, a short story, and then you make a whole feature film out of it, like, just there are features that, you know, could take place over the course of, like, you know, two hours. Where it's like if you have a whole book, you have so much to uh, adapt, then you're gonna have to like do some cutting. You know, yeah. it's better to be able to add stuff and then be like, oh, we don't. I actually think that's need a good that. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell a story. Like you, were, I also used to work at, at a uh, on a on a, at a studio. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I love the story. Um, I won't tell you. I'll tell you that Doctor Phil shoots there. All right. I'll tell you they produce the Star Trek movies right. and that they are called Paramount. But that's all I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but I was walking around the lot one day, and they they were doing in, in one of the sound stages. They were doing like early. This is like three years ago. Um, sort of early tests on the uh, on the creatures, like the the costumes, and like I guess there's I don't know if there's some animatronic stuff or what. But um, they had I guess gone to lunch and left the door open, and there was just they had it like hung up on on like from the rafters in this studio. A, one of these mon- one of the w- wild things from where yeah. the wild things are just this massive thing that looked like it had been like lynched <laughs> it was just hanging in the middle of the studio it was like <laughs> this this thing from my childhood because this is the first I've seen of it like, yeah. it, was, it was pretty like uh, it was pretty much under wraps then they hadn't released any pictures of what they were going to look like um, so all of a sudden I haven't seen this thing and it's in my memory from childhood and all of a sudden there it is hanging like swinging in the breeze dead <laughs> <laughs> just lifeless yeah and limp spike jones would work on that thing for like three years oh sorry <laughs> listeners sorry you caught my yawn i wonder yeah. if that i wonder if there's anyone who's listening to that who just caught a yawn oh i wonder <laughs> yawning's contagious yeah do you think it is an audio i always thought it was just like audio seeing yawns? someone yawn oh right i think it's seeing someone yawn maybe a blind person who's listening You'd have Caught to be bl- it. Yeah. Like, blind people catch yawns by that, hearing it. I'm not going to think about that anymore because it makes perfect sense. It's like Daredevil. But the interesting <laughs> thing is ca- uh, catching a yawn, but not in the moment, because this will be played later from when it's recorded. Oh, yeah. That's really something to make you think about. It's like chemical warfare. Or is it so boring <laughs> that it's something to make you yawn about? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to capture all the yawns and drop them on the country. Uh, okay, well, um, speaking of Marin Miranair, she's also doing uh, Mira wha- Nair. One of the it probably is Nair. It's Nair. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep saying yeah, because Marinara. It sounds like Marinara. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's Miranair. Miranair. Is it, is it, it's Nair. Miranair. That means Mira you Nair. only got a little bit of hair off your legs. <laughs> <laughs> it was you're, a Miranair. You're, sure you're sure about that, Josh? That it's. I'm pretty sure it's Nair. Nair. All right, I'm gonna keep saying Miranair. Um, <laughs> 
Marinara. Out of foolish pride. <laughs> Marinara. Um, <laughs> Marinara. I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> Marinara. Hey, I'm a big fan of them Marinara films. <laughs> Love that one she made for HBO. I Which, like HBO's original pictures. They really make good pictures. <laughs> I'll actually, uh, I uh, will see anything that Marinara makes. Yeah, like that Namasaki. That Namasaki. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she also did one of the shorts in the upcoming New York I Love You. Oh, that looks neat. Um, yeah, but uh, also Brett Ratner did one of them. I thought that's Which weird, is, too. <laughs> that seems like a weird choice. It's like he's so uh, hungry for credibility, Brett Ratner. What's going on here? Is there a thing? Oh, it's okay now. All right. Yeah. The garage band was looking a little weird. Yeah, or, well. I mean, the uh, Pro Tools, oh. Wh- whatever we use. Right, yeah. <laughs> Can I tell a, a dirt story about Brett Ratner? It's not really dirt. Okay. He he comes in. Maybe I shouldn't say because Brett Ratner will listen and be like, we'll get back. But uh, uh, he's already... Stopped listening. Oh. He did listen. We lost him? We've been <laughs> rather mean to him uh, on this show. Oh. So by all means, tell your anyway, story. Anyway, it's not that much of a dirt, but he just so wants the credibility. Like, he comes in a cinephile, or he has many times, and he buys, he spends a lot of money there. You uh, know, like, the, He's been very helpful for those, the store. those who don't know, cinephile is the video store, Josh, you work at. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, sort of a... Well respected among cinephiles. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, an archival video store. We yeah. have everything from crap to nice good stuff to whatever, and uh, hard to find things. Um, anyway, we have a director's wall. The the main films are organized by directors, and so they're the you know best or biggest directors have like director sections. Mm-hmm. And he like has come in and spent lots of money there, and so wants. <laughs> A director section, and like he's like, ah, I know. Like he said to the owner, like many times, uh, you know, like oh, you know, I noticed you don't have a, a Brett Ratner section on your wall or whatever. Or like he left also, he left, um, he or he left a note one time with all of his films rubber banded around on and Blu-ray copies as well. Like noticed there wasn't a Brett Ratner section. Thought maybe you didn't have the films, so I figured I'd get you started. Or something like that. Or I'd help you out. Or something like that. But I can't imagine the cinephile doesn't already have a copy of After the Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you what's interesting? He gave all the films except Money Talks. Really? Mm. He did not include Money Talks. But he did include After the Sunset. Maybe it's not on Blu-ray. It's probably He didn't not include on it on DVD either. Or VHS. Huh. What else? I mean, what does he have like, going for him? The Red, Rush Hour Red movies Dragon. were big hits. Red Dragon, baby. I actually kind of like the first Rush Hour. That's the only one I saw. I the it was Family funny. Man. Um, no, I never saw it. N- n- nonetheless, he, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very mafioso type way of doing business. He comes in and, <laughs> and spends lots of money, uh-huh. you know, so where we have to be like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, so much. Thank you, Brett Ratner. That's so nice of you. And then, um, and then he's like, you going to give your boy a section? <laughs> you know, or something like that? Like, it's like, Really making it hard for cinephile to. I, I don't think he has a section. I think cinephiles stuck to their guns. Um, he might have one. I'm going there tonight. I'll see. I haven't worked there in a while. But uh, he, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's like puts you in a corner where it's like, yeah. you know, you're gonna, you're gonna really slap me in the face like that after all <laughs> I've done for you. It's like the Godfather way of thinking. Okay, uh, moving on to what is this? October ninth. All right, you're more likely to see uh, or less likely to see a film directed by John Krasinski or a film directed by Drew Barrymore. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because uh, I'm not seeing this at all. It's called Whip It. 
I think it looks kind of neat. Uh, it's about roller derby. I'll see it. I don't care. You know what? That changed my mind. I like the idea of Drew Barrymore tackling roller derby. It's I'll see it. I saw the trailer for it. It looks sort of neat. I like um, uh, the girl from uh, Arrested Development, I think, has a small part in it. Mm. Um, oh. Andrew Wilson is in it. Um, Juno's in it. Yeah, Juno's in it. Yeah. All right. Um, Moving on. Yeah, okay, there's... Uh, okay, October 9th, Zombie Zombieland, or Zombieland. Kind of really excited about Definitely it. Definitely going to see it. I'll see it. it. But can I talk about, for a second... Okay, I, when I saw District 9 the other night, mm. they played uh, a Zombieland trailer beforehand. A new one I hadn't seen before, that before the trailer it had a green band, but holy fuck. I guess, I guess you only get a red, red band for like nudity in language, hmm. because... This is so violent in a, yeah. in a great way. I mean, oh, yeah. zombies. Who gives a fuck? Do whatever you want to them. Dead already. <laughs> but um, it's really gory. Like, there's a yeah. part where he's driving the truck and he drives like through a group of zombies and then spends literally like twenty to thirty seconds just sort of backing up over all their heads. <laughs> and it's really very really funny, but it's really gross. Hmm. I don't know how you can get away with that. I forget who directed uh, Ruben Fleischer, Zombieland. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ruben Fleischer. He's been like a uh, working. Um, not feature filmmaking comedy director for a while. Oh, okay. Made a lot of shows. I think he directed, I don't know what, I mean, he directed some television or some, some inter- a lot of internet videos and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, he's been kind of a go-to, I think, for maybe alternative comedy filmmakers, I think, for, like, he probably has made some pilots and stuff like that. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm glad to... Uh, this I heard like there's a, a very there's a very exciting cameo in the film. I actually won't spoil it because someone already spoiled it for me. Josh, are you in this movie? No, no, no. <laughs> that's that's the first place my mind went. <laughs> like I would spoil. Like I would. I would. Like, of course, I would spoil if I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in the movie. <laughs> um, Finally, your horror follow-up to Big Bad Wolf. Right. <laughs> Did you guys? I'm sure everyone's heard the story by now about how Woody Harrelson punched that guy with the camera, and he said it's because he, he was still just, in character. He was still in character, and he thought the guy was a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. It's yeah. like, oh, so is your character crazy and has a that's, problem with reality? That takes that takes balls. I think that's awesome that he, that he said that. Um, the road. I still did. I didn't watch the. Well, I, I saw the trailer for that. It looks cool. Is the trailer good? Yeah, that okay. was a while ago, but I, I saw. Well, it. I know they pushed it back like a full year. And, why? Uh, but why are they doing this? Yeah. Why do they? Could, well, this one. No, I mean they, they originally did. Now it's it's coming out now, but it was yeah, supposed yeah. to come out like a long, yeah, long last time year. ago. Um, and. Uh, John Hillcoat, the director, I think he just said that he wasn't done with it and that he good for him. Yeah, I I don't know if that's the the actual truth. And then I but I don't remember where I don't remember where I uh, heard this, but I heard that uh, Robert Duvall is in it for about fifteen minutes, but that whoever whoever reported this said that uh, it's some of the best fifteen minutes he's ever seen acting wise. Of, Rob, of Robert Duvall. Yeah, the mic is not near your mouth. Of Robert Duvall. Yes. <laughs> um, and so, and I'm a big fan of Robert Duvall, so I'm excited about I'm excited about everything uh, about the film. Okay, um, the other nine. It's a Rob Marshall is it a musical. Is it a oh, that's to that right. Other nine movie. And no, it, and it's got a singing that other and dance. nine movie. No, I realized what it is. Now I'd heard of it. I didn't know they were making a movie of it. Yeah, it's essentially eight and a half. Right, but right. it's the musical version. They call it nine with Daniel Day Lewis and a whole I bunch of other people. I saw a trailer for it. It looks like the faggiest shit I ever seen. <laughs> 
Didn't know. Um, no, it looks it looks actually like I say say that I'm not a musical person. I watch the trailer and I'm like, oh, this looks kind of good. Yeah. Oh, Didn't um, Antonio Menderes uh, started on on stage? <laughs> Did I say? Uh, I know how to say Miranair's name. Did yeah. I, 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 I got Miranair's name wrong. Did I? Did I mention? Did I mess up Antonio Banderas? <laughs> did I mess Antonio up Bandera? Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Would you like an enchilada? Antonio Banderas. Do you remember <laughs> that old SNL Jimmy skit? Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that, Josh? The uh, enchilada. <laughs> All right. Can I who, real quick, who ask the you can I real quick ask you guys at SNL? Have you seen the Patrick Stewart sexy cakes sketch? <laughs> no, it's so. You funny. talked about it last time you were oh, on the I show. Did? Oh, I yeah. did. Oh, yeah, I did. Okay, it's, it's still funny that you're running. Yeah, yeah, I did talk about it. It's just like, what made us talk about that? Oh, we were talking about Patrick Stewart in comedies or Patrick Stewart being funny. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Now listen to the last sep- last supplement if you want to. Gosh, I yeah. hope that you actually brought it up and it wasn't in the last episode because otherwise people are going to be be angry. Well, <laughs> it's I tried googling this sexy cake sketch and I couldn't find it anywhere. Ah, oh, that's unfortunate. It's Patrick Stewart doing a very specific style of comedy that it's like if you think he's funny on his episode of Extras, it's like that same type of okay yeah, tone of humor. It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's a it's a scene where people keep coming in and they're saying you know like. Hi, I ordered a cake and I wanted two people having sex and you gave me a cake of a woman going to the bathroom. He's like, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, gets outraged by the He's like, I don't understand you people. What could be more sexy than a woman going to the bathroom? <laughs> yes, and, and it's like, like that's all he makes are cakes of women going to the bathroom. That's a sexy cake. I wish I could find it somewhere just to watch it. It's not on. A, and if you go, it's funny if you go to the SNL message boards online, like, and you track it. Like they have lists of all the sketches, but they don't have clips of them. If you go to that episode, there's like a whole like long row of messages on the message board that says, "Upload sexy cakes, please, for the love of God, sexy cakes." Okay, uh, fantastic, Next. Mr. Fox. Ah, uh, I don't really know anything about it. I just know it's Wes Anderson, which it's Wes Anderson and Roald Dahl doesn't, doesn't really. And I feel uh, like he'd be the man to actually adapt a Roald Dahl. Yeah, match. actually, that's a good. That's it's a good, good match. But uh, the trailer for it does not make it look very Roald Dahlian. Oh, you know, I saw the trailer for it, and I have not been interested in the stuff Wes Anderson has done in a long time. I didn't really care for Darjeeling Limited that much. Um, and, uh, I just sort of feel like he's gotten too caught up in his sort of knickknacks, you know, and his like style and his aesthetic. And I watched the trailer and I got kind of excited and I was like, oh, okay. Finally a place where he can put all that shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this is, you know, the animation is not particularly pretty, but it's like, I, I like that someone is using their clout and status to make something like that that would otherwise be dead, you know? Yeah. I guess Coraline as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's stop motion, right? It's not computer, is it? Uh, it's Good. kind of both. Oh, okay. Well, this looks like it's... I don't know if it is or not. It looks completely stop motion. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's cool that someone's making something completely stop motion. And it's like, I don't mind him going out of his way to put his aesthetic in this because it's appropriate in this, I guess. I think stop motion is the perfect genre for Wes Anderson because that's <laughs> a guy who's obsessed with minutia. Yeah. And I think that... I thought it looked good. I, I saw it in, in the trailer and I, I, I thought, like, I was actually got really excited to see it, you know? And I haven't been excited to see one of his movies in a while. I, f- from a visual standpoint, it looked great, but it was just the, like, the lines and, like, the weird kind of almost... Just that self-aware Shrek-type 
script. Uh, uh, I haven't seen Shrek. Oh, any okay. of them. Well, it's th- that kind of modern uh, animated film that Pixar has managed to kind of avoid for the most part, where it just where everyone they get big stars to do the voices and everyone seems to be kind of winking at you uh and and it just and that that kind of bothers me but again that's that's mostly that's just based on the trailer i might be wrong and it might have you know when i think of Roald Dahl i think of like just this just this sense of whimsy and just so much fun uh and it just it looks like it's trying to be beyond that almost as if they're trying to temper the the animation style and the the nature of the story and the fact that they're all talking animals like they're trying to temper that by having just a completely normal sounding like very modern sounding characters just kind of winking at you with line delivery and uh, that kind of that kind of right. bothers me right that's right. interesting i guess i, I like don't george know clooney about but the original rolled doll book to know, to to know well and i haven't i haven't read, I haven't that. read that rolled doll book but i've read Neither a number of them and there's a tone to them that they always have right and uh this one as far as the dialogue doesn't seem to have it it's more cute and clever whereas the roll doll stuff is kind of committed to it to yeah yeah course. absolutely yeah, yeah. that's so. why james and the giant peach was the the perfect roll doll movie it's, it's uh, yeah. there will probably never be another one, that good. one yeah yeah i never saw that oh it's oh, great it's, it's good stuff it's great oh. Um, uh, Pedro Almodovar's got a new film. I like that I overpronounce Antonio Banderas' name, but I leave Pedro. Pedro. Pe- Pedro. Pedro, Pedro Alma- Almodovar. Almodovar. <laughs> uh, called Broken Embraces with, uh, surprise Penelope Cruz. Next. That. Um, oh, this, I haven't seen anything of it, but The Box, the new Richard Kelly movie, just, uh. Oh, I, oh, I pre- saw the trailer for that. It looks cool. I, that's what I hear, because when I heard the premise... I was like, that sounds ridiculous. There's no way I'm seeing it's that. Richard Matheson, maybe it's off Richard Matheson uh, story. Okay. And and it's set looking like, it looks like it's set in the 70s. But, um, yeah, I've heard, everyone who saw, has seen the trailer or went to the Comic-Con panel, um, has it's, it's gotten good buzz, so maybe it'll be good. It looks cool. It looks like, and I didn't see Donnie Darko and didn't really care. Uh, I, I, I really I, like Donnie Darko. I've yeah. heard all his other movies were bad. I didn't see Southland Tales. Yeah. Um, I also, I heard that um, someone else who went to the Comic Con panel uh, said that Cameron Diaz like was there and accidentally gave like a major spoiler away, <laughs> which doesn't surprise me because she's, I think she's a type of savant. Not that I think she's like a brilliant actress, yeah. but to hear her talk in real life, the fact that she can even like read from one <laughs> the top of a page to the bottom and <laughs> learn half of those lines. Is astounding to me because she mean? she seems like an idiot. Uh, I don't want it to sound mean or I don't know misogynistic. You mean or whatever, by her the roles that she plays, she seems like an idiot. No, I'm saying when you see her like when she's on like a talk show or when you see her interviewed like or red carpet footage, she just seems like an idiot. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen enough. Um, okay, there's a movie called The Men Who Stare at Goats, directed um, by Clooney's like producing partner Grant, Grant Heslof. Heslof. Yeah, it's it's Clooney, Ewan McGregor, Jeff Bridges, Kevin Spacey. Um, I like Jeff Bridges. Those are all guys. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Spacey's sort of fallen off a little bit, but um, he sucks. Come on, he sucks. You with me? But he was one. He sucks. He, he's in the Usual Suspect. He sucks. He's, in, he's verbal. Camp. Do you, do you actually over. think he sucks? Yeah, he sucks. Oh, okay. Do you think he all, he's always but sucked? Do you, yeah. Mm, do you I, have, I used to like him, and then I, now I realize, oh man, I think he might have always sucked. 
You don't, don't think know. you don't think verbal kint like gave him enough goodwill to me like to me uh, I always forgive him something because I was super into at fourteen and then now I watch it and I'm like this sucks. He was good in seven. He was good in uh, the ref. He's he was very good in the ref. In seven, yeah, these are all good. These are all good. Yeah. But they were, the they were all midnight. Beyond the sea, Superman. He wasn't bad in Superman actually. No, he sucked. He was terrible you suck. in Superman. What do you think of that? No, let's not go there. <laughs> I, was, I was enjoying that until you went and. But anyway, you don't suck, is, Josh. I, I, I wasn't in, joking. I was I was pretty good in seven. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I hear you're uh, pretty good in your uh, unannounced cameo in Zombieland too. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, George Clooney, Hugh McGregor, and Jeff Bridges those are those are actors that I could actually watch steroid goats. Yeah. They're they're good 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 guys. I like Jeff Bridges. Uh, yeah, Battleship Pretension. Uh, Heartily endorses anything Jeff Bridges does. I think that's true. Oh, which by the way, can I say the trailer for Tron? It's too CG. Yeah, I'm not interested. Boring. I wasn't interested. Speaking of like CG, Bridges, though. Uh, a Christmas Carol, a movie that we talked about last time you were on. Oh, I didn't see the trailer for it. I haven't seen the trailer either. Is but it out? Is it out yet? It stars Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, and Jim Carrey. Yeah, and Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman. Yeah, and like, Robin Robin uh, Wright Penn. Oh, I like her. So do I. She's back to Robin right now, though. They just divorced. Yeah. Really? She was, uh... I worked on Beowulf. Yeah. But so, uh... She was, um... What did you do? Direct it? Yeah, I directed it. Under my pseudonym. But, uh... I don't know. She was nice. I don't know. Quiet. Oh, nice. All right. So that... She that was... Should, that should tell us something about A Christmas Carol. I was gonna say... Um, she, was, she was very pretty. Yeah, like it, did you just see her and you thought you suffered enough? Just <laughs> let me take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> she, I'll tell you, I'll say this about it. I don't want to sound like I'm insulting her, but you know, people talk about how skinny actresses are. Mm-hmm. Well, think about the fact that the camera adds pounds. Yeah, when you see some of these women in real life, holy shit! Robin Wright Penn is like, uh, she's nothing. She's I never tiny. think of her as a very skinny person. Oh my god. Hmm. I don't know what the, where this comes from. The camera adds several pounds because, well, like I'll say, okay, I just I'm trying to cut together a new, you know, reel of stuff I've done, and I I did this indie movie, uh, Zombieland. Yeah, and this indie movie, uh, <laughs> we'll call it Zombieland, a couple months ago, and and then I they sent me the footage, and I was like, boy, am I a fatso? <laughs> I'm like, like, geez, Louise, go for a walk, pal. And like, I watched this footage. But then I saw another clip of me, and I looked really skinny, like, and just on another thing. So maybe it's just sometimes people are fat, sometimes <laughs> they're skinny, and it has nothing to do with the camera. Well, speaking of skinny people, um, Monique has gotten a lot of uh, press yeah. uh, for her role in, in Precious. Yeah, um, in which she's like an abusive uh, mother. Uh, oh, she does dramatic? Yeah. Yeah, uh, based on the trailer alone, she looks terrifying, like... Yeah, well, she. Like I think she's she really said committed she, to being an abusive mother. Yeah, I think she said she actually like abused based it on kids. a relative of mm. hers. And, I did a lot of research for this. I really abused some children. <laughs> I went to a lot of daycares. <laughs> and you know what? It's really empowering. It really makes you feel like a big person. Yeah, did, um, did some ride-alongs with some child abusers. But yeah, I'm. I'm actually. I'm. I'm intrigued by it because it really seems like a hard movie to watch. Just in yeah, general. even movie. without Who directed her. this movie. Uh, Lee Daniels, <gasps> the guy I want. You know what? What's funny about that? Like I was like, before you said Lee Daniels, I thought I wonder if it's the guy who did Shadow Boxer, and then you said Lee Daniels, and I'm like, 
that's the guy who did Shadow Box. Yeah, because she was in that as well. Yeah. Oh, really? You guys got to see Shadow Box. I heard it was terrible. I heard it was one of the worst. Wait, is that blowing? Helen Mirren, Cuba Gooding Jr. Movie? Yeah. Like Helen Mirren oh, really as Cuba that. Gooding Jr.'s mom or something. And, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Monique are like they a couple. Sex. Yeah. No, uh, Helen Mirren and Cuba Gooding Jr. have sex. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Stephen Dorff like, has sex with a bunch of people. I think he even shows his dingling. And like, it just I don't even know where to begin with. There's just so much going on. It's nutballs. And if you listen to the commentary... Like, they take it so seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see whatever Lee Daniels does. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I want to see Precious. It looks pretty rough. Uh, I'll tell you what I don't want to see. What ba- Battleship Pretension, I think, heartily dismisses any film that Roland Emmerich makes. Oh, oh yes. And, oh, uh, why? Tw- why? he's never Have made a good them? film. He, he's, he I, makes, I enjoy some, watching some of his movies. He makes the worst kind of bad film in that it's... I don't think it, well, he's happy with the way he's turned out. What's funny is that out. all his movies like are basically the same thing. Yeah. But um I think I remember watching Day After Tomorrow and thinking like oh, it's not so bad. It's like it's like really entertaining crap. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, Independence Day was an event movie from being like 15 or something. It's stupid yeah. like but when it came out, it was like, oh, it was good. I, I haven't seen it since the theater. Can I go on a it's diversion and tell my Independence Day story sure. to see the movie story? Sure. So that was that was ninety six, right? Ninety five, I think. Ninety five. I remember I was in. Okay, so I was. Or, no, no, no. I think it was ninety six because I was in summer school because I flunked a class, and there was a guy who was behind me who was like, and I could drive, so I was sixteen. There was a guy behind me who was like, I cannot wait to see Independence Day. I cannot wait to see Independence. Day. That movie's gonna be so good. And I remember thinking, like, really? Why is he so excited to see Independence? Like, what's so good? Look- like, what really appeals? Uh-huh. Just because all the trailer was is the White House blowing up. No, it de- yeah, it was definitely '96 uh, because yeah, I I don't have to explain. But um, uh, so I was 13, not yet 14, and I, was, I had this friend named Eric, and he was he had this this new girlfriend named Jennifer. Okay, I think it was Jennifer. I can't remember. Um. <clears throat> But Eric had never had a girlfriend before. He's 13. And he's like super – have I told you the story? Tyler? Yeah. He's just super, super nervous about just like being around her because he's – I don't think he's ever kissed a girl or anything at this point. He's like just doesn't want to be alone around her because he's <laughs> scared of it. So <laughs> he called me sort of frantically. He's like, uh, Jennifer and I are going to see Independence Day today. Will you please, please come with us? Because <laughs> he didn't want to sit in the theater alone with her. And I was like – I don't have any money. I'm I'm 13, you know, and he's like, and he's like, okay, I'll pay for your ticket. So I get, like, I have to have like my mom drop me off at the theater. I I get there, and Eric hands me like a ziploc bag full of dimes. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to go buy my ticket with dimes, and then I get into the theater, and Eric's like, sit between us. (laughs) What? (laughs) I know, right? So I had to sit. in between Eric and Jennifer, I, I don't know if that's her name at all. Um, we'll call her Jennifer during the whole movie, and then that part where they do the autopsy and they cut the thing open, and it's like there's a, it's a big like jump moment in the yeah. film. Like Jennifer totally like grabbed onto me. <laughs> <laughs> Was he like whispering to you? He's like, hold her hand, hold her hand. <laughs> <laughs> like that, like that movie. What is it? Uh, Kiss, kissing a fool with uh, David Schwimmer and Jason Lee. Where <laughs> David Schwimmer has is like gonna test the loyalty of his girlfriend by having his best friend like. Uh, like come on to her and stuff and see what she does. Ugh. I think that's kissing a fool. I, I think, think so. What a terrible. Yeah. 
That's a bad Real idea. quick. Now, I, I just remember, like, uh, going to see uh, Batman Forever. I was I went to like China for a summer or maybe it was it was I think it was China uh, and and Batman Forever came out and um and I didn't get to see it and you know it was a big event movie everyone liked Batman and whether or not it was not it wasn't a good movie but everyone loved Jim Carrey at the time and everyone loved Batman it was ninety five and uh, I was out of the country when it so all my friends had already seen it and then I came back and it was in like the Dollar Theater or maybe it's still playing but just no one everyone is it already kind of. It's it's hotness was gone, mm-hmm. and so my friend Max, uh, one, my best friend in middle school, was like, you know, I was like, can you see Batman with me? And he's like, all right, and we took he took a girl, and I remember sitting at Batman in this in the back back row in a mostly empty theater while like at like fifteen while Max like made out with oh it, there, uh, this girl also had her friend who was like kind of cute but like kind of like a punkish type girl or whatever, and she didn't she didn't really even make much eye contact with me. So, like, so this girl was sitting not next to me, so like, sitting one over, sitting next to her girlfriend, and so it's like, you know, Max and his makeout girl were flanked by her, <laughs> you know, her friend and then me. So I sit and, like, watch, you know. It's, it's like a duel and you're their seconds. <laughs> yeah. Well, something like, happens I, to I, him. It's just basically empty theater while Max, like, makes out with and fingers this girl, like, and then I'm just sitting there, like, watching Batman. And we missed the beginning, too, and I was oh. like. But we missed the beginning. How could you follow it then? And that's why. That's what I kept thinking. Like I kept saying, like we missed the beginning, and they kept being like, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. I'm like, but something happened. What are they doing? <laughs> There's Two Face. It's like we're in the middle of something with Two Face. It's like this is something out. Like what's going? Are they the heist? And so I just remember feeling like I missed the experience of seeing Batman Forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, December 11th, The Lovely Bones, Peter Jackson. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know anything about the the book. It sounds kind of like a tough. Is read. it a sequel to the Snoop Dogg movie, but like a romantic <laughs> comedy version? Yeah. <laughs> <that's what it laughs> is. Moving on. <laughs> no, it's a, it's actually a, it's a sequel to that Kevin Klein uh, movie, The Lovely. Uh, yeah, it's 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 <laughs> De Lovely Bones. <laughs> it's actually a melding of the two. All oh, right. It's Kevin Klein and Snoop Dogg in in De Lovely Bones. That would be great if they just like. <laughs> Made movie mashups where they just took characters from like two different movies that maybe didn't do well, and they're like, maybe this will be more awesome. That'd be great. I'd see it. Yeah, yeah. The lovely bones. Where, uh, what is it? Cole Porter. He, he gets. He's involved in a horrible uh, horror film, and he's like, "Oh no, what's happening?" <laughs> Cole Porter and a real evil gangster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. Uh, house. I hope these ghosts don't find out I'm gay. Um, <laughs> Uh, December twenty fifth. That's Christmas. Uh, it's complicated. Nancy Myers film. Not, not Everything excited. about that looks terrible. I don't really know anything about it except that I don't like Nancy Myers films. I, don't I like to talk about it. Let's keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you uh, right there, buddy. Um, also on Christmas, Sherlock Holmes, Guy Ritchie. What do, what do we think? <laughs> Josh, s- what do you think? I'll, I'll, I'll probably see that. I'll probably see it, but the trailer, I'm kind of like, um, I would like it to be a little more traditionally Sherlock, like one, just one more thing instead of like he's got yeah. modern day hair, you know, and yeah. Well, also, I mean, it's it just looks like there's a not a lot movie. of punching movie action to Sherlock Holmes. No. this is very much an action. I it just seems like why I didn't not see one drawing room in that trailer. <laughs> why not make just an action movie about 
Uh, why, why does it have to be Sherlock Holmes? Because it doesn't Sherlock seem Holmes like is a brand. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like, oh, wow, I haven't seen I, a I Sherlock I, Holmes movie I in a while. I just don't like that like, Sherlock Holmes is a brand, and if you're going to do this famous brand, which, granted, I don't know a ton about. I've seen some of the Basil, Rath, Basil Rathbone films and seen some of the spoofs, and I know he's a famous character. But, like, I, uh, I see that and I'm like well, why do they have to make Watson Jude Law can't they get like a dopey fat guy like that's yeah. what yeah. Watson's supposed to be like oh Holmes you're brilliant oh oh goodness Holmes how did you do it and it's like yeah I don't it, know I don't want to see like a heartthrob as Watson well, it's and like lazy it's and like what's very Hollywoody. what's especially frustrating is I feel like Robert Downey Jr. would make a great Holmes, but the way that I'd like to see him play Sherlock Holmes in the kind of movie in like Hound of the Baskervilles, where it is more everything's smaller, it's just him figuring things out and stuff like that. But instead, they put him in like this action type movie, and I thought like, oh, that's a waste of a brilliant bit of casting. Yeah. What, what I'm hoping is that it's just the trailer, and that, that right. certainly it's a Guy Ritchie movie going to have some action. But I'm yeah. hoping that the actual movie will have more. Detecting. They're also yeah. making a. Someone's making a, a comedy Sherlock Holmes with Sasha Baron Cohen, I think. And Will Ferrell, yeah, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Huh. Like Adam McKay is or someone. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Moving well, on. All right, we we we've arrived to the the big the ones everyone's been talking about. All right, uh, Alvin and Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. Uh, uh, not, not really that. Um, Avatar, December eighteenth. That was Josh. Uh, I I will verbalize what Josh is doing uh, by stating my own views. Uh, I don't care at all. I just saw a trailer for it, and I thought, hey, there's that. And I have enough faith in James. I just saw Aliens on the big screen at the New Art. Oh, you saw it was, that? I almost went to that. Yeah, it was very exciting. And I, was, uh, and I thought, like, you know what? He's a, good, he's a really great director. I have enough no, faith in No, he's not. Sorry, go on. No, well, would you see a movie if James Cameron was in it, and Kevin, or James Cameron directed it, and Kevin Spacey starred in it? Is that, would that appeal to you? Probably would see it. <laughs> <laughs> but... He's not uh, a great director. I think he... I, he's a great action director. Well, yeah. But he's not, not a great, great director. director. That's true. That's true. Okay, so he's a great action director. He's good with spectacle. And it looks like that's what Avatar is, is just spectacle. Uh, it's like a crappy cartoon. It looks yeah. crappy CG. It it's just like, looked like nothing... This is... You're the guy. You're the big shot. You're James Cameron. And, like, this is... You're just going to give us more of this crap? Like, I don't It just care. seemed like something I had seen a million times before, and... I just it just didn't interest me. Yeah, uh, I like that that uh, weird that weird uh, that weird music in the trailer. But yeah, but the, I did not care after. Like I was like, ooh, Avatar, Avatar. Everyone's talking about Avatar. And then I saw the trailer. I was like, this sucks. I don't care. Like I, I'm not trying. I'm trying not to base my opinion solely on the trailer because, as I said, as an action director, I have enough faith in James Cameron that it'll 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 be watchable and probably interesting and fun. But just I, I just. I don't care. It just the trailer, the trailer was meant to entice me, and instead, it just made me think of other movies that are just like it. Right. What do you think, David? I'm actually going to go against the grain here and say that I'm actually pretty excited about it. The What's more exciting I hear about, about it, it to you. Okay, I I just knew all I knew. James Cameron Avatar, big motion captured sci-fi mm-hmm. spectacle. Um, I and I did not know anything about the story. And then I saw the trailer, and it looks weird. Yeah. In a really intriguing way to me. Like, it, it looks like a really weird story in a weird world, and, I, and I'm actually really super excited to see. Because I'm not... I, 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 just, I think if James Cameron's a great action director, that makes him a great director. Hmm. 
as long as he sticks to action some movies. Some of his stuff that he makes is so groan-inducing that, like, it's like... Did I already talk about the Terminator 2 DVD that I watched that had the extended scenes on it? No. With you guys? No, but I, I've, I, I own the this? extended version, and I think I know what you're talking about. It Go ahead. It is terrible. Like, I no. watched it after Terminator Salvation to cleanse the palate, and I was like, what's this? Oh, what are these? I don't remember this scene. This scene isn't... It? And it's got all these scenes that, like, he actually shot, and it's clear, like, someone was like, oh, you should take this scene out. I don't know who would ever decide or authorize to put them back in. If he were a great director, he would know this scene should never be in this movie. And, like, there are scenes, like, where uh, Linda Hamilton has a flashback or has a dream of Kyle Reese visiting her in the hospital. And it's, like, terribly shot. It's shot with, like, these cheesy HBO like gels and, it's and the dialogue's like, pretty bad. Yeah, it's like Sarah, Sarah, remember the future's uncertain and I love you. And she's like <laughs> on your feet, soldier. Yeah. Says that. That's what cheesy <laughs> yeah. stuff. And there's a, another awful scene where it's like the Terminator's learning to smile. Yes, that is yeah. so bad. I was like, is this a prank? Is this like an MTV movie awards spoof? You know how they do? They match. It's like a Ben. Is Ben Stiller gonna pop up and be like, "It's it's so bad." It's what what happens? And he's like, "What, what? Why do you cry? What is a smile?" And she's like, he, and Edward Furlong's like, "A smile, like like that guy over there." And it cuts this cheesy shot of some guy like bad acting on a acting like he's talking on a payphone, like you know, like. Talk, 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 ha, ha, ha. And then it shows the Terminator zoom in well, on his smiling mouth and like, analyzes his <clears throat> smile. These these days, since everybody has cell phones, anyone who's talking on a payphone is not smiling. <laughs> right. <laughs> 1992, anyway. different story, 91. Yeah. <clears throat> Nonetheless, so it's like he analyzes the smile and then it cuts back to Arnold Schwarzenegger's face, his stone Terminator face, and he does this kind of like, <laughs> like weird attempt to like make a smile it's, or something like that. Now, like it's painful. Uh, to here's watch. the thing: that scene makes me angry at James Cameron and respectful of Arnold Schwarzenegger that he was willing to do that, right? Um, oh, you know, and that so he pulls bad. it off. He pulls it off really well. He pulls off something that never should have happened really well. Um, but uh, yeah, and just and like there's, there's a lot more scenes in, in on the DVD that are as bad as that as well. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, Avatar like, just. It's a, but it's just interesting. It's like, wow, Terminator Two almost could have been a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like if you think about it, like, um, and I love Aliens, but there are some things in there, like some characters that are just so poorly written mm-hmm. that, that it's like or underwritten, underwritten, yeah. just yeah. dumb. You know, like, like the scene of like when he's when the guy's frozen with fear. You know, like. Here, we need to do this. No, no, I got it under control. You know, the I got it under control yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know what I'm doing. And then he freezes up. Oh, what do I do? And she's like, you idiot, get out of the way. Like, I, I don't ever <laughs> need to see that in a movie ever again. And they, those Lieutenant Gorman, played by William Hope, and uh, they keep him alive. Like, but he doesn't do anything later on except he dies with Vasquez. And it's supposed to be, like, noble that he's dying with her, but it's a completely practical decision to kill themselves right and uh yeah it just yeah yeah and bill paxton's you character if wait you're gonna say so it's not noble to kill yourself because it's practical well in this particular <laughs> instance because he well he does go back for vasquez and yeah then, and then they're cornered and like it's a big reveal when he like holds out the grenade and it's like well they're gonna die and now they're gonna die quickly but 
but it's played as if as if this is the most selfless thing he can do or they can do. I'm not saying it's not necessarily noble. No, I don't think saying... that's how it's played at all. <laughs> I think it's played like, uh, wow, it would be really tough to make that decision to 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 kill yourself. Uh, that's that's probably a pretty rough moment. Yeah, it'd be for very them. difficult. But I guess in that moment, I just it just seemed like, well, that's what you do. You don't want to be eaten by aliens. I guess if you're uh, a marine, that's true. That's true. So okay, so that's a uh, one one four and two against on Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One, one four, one against, and one just don't give a shit. Well, let me ask you this: of all the mo- and I know that we probably skipped some some smaller films. Are there any Oscar caliber films you saw in there that we've been talking about? <laughs> oh yeah. It's, I mean, it that seemed like we just talked about a summer movie. Ten of these season. guys next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other than like maybe Amelia, it seems like we, we we did just sort of run through a summer movie season. Yeah. And everything. And that's the thing, Amelia. I mean, it's the winter ones too. This is just fall. No, it goes all the way through December. Yeah, this is through oh. December. So this is the uh, fall winter. The uh, I mean, maybe the maybe the informant. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all movies where you're like, yeah, may- like Amelia. It's like okay, I could where see the it. wild things are. I'll probably get some Oscar buzz. Yeah, hope to God, funny people doesn't. Even because it's 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 pitched as an. Oh, that's another thing with two funny people. It's two and a half hours, and it's like it just doesn't. It just reeks of the emperor having no clothes. Why is it two and a half hours? That's that seems exactly my point. It does. It's not. It doesn't say anything about comedians. It shows like Adam Sandler being like depressed or sad or not talking to his family. But there's a lot of like bad montages and a lot of like weird cameos, you know, that like might work in another context, but not in something that's supposed to be this like personal love letter to stand up and or something. I don't know if that's what's supposed to be, but yeah. But yeah, you, you're right. We didn't have a lot of. There wasn't a. It wasn't like a doubt this year or something that's right, so clearly... Stuff where it's like, okay, I get where the, where you're going with this. And, and uh, yeah, it's just... Well, then I'm already going to predict Lovely Bones wins Best Picture. Really? Because <laughs> it's the most... It seems see like... Away We Go the or most, the Sam uh, movie? I didn't. I didn't see it. Uh, no, I, I'll never see that. Why? Uh, Sam Mendes, you don't like John it? Krasinski, and Dave Eggers. That's like a that's a triumvirate <laughs> of, of about pomposity. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I think we, we talked, talked about, about it last, last time. time. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, wait, Dave well, Eggers wrote the Where the Wild Things Are. Oh, did he really? Yeah, You're, you, he wrote it. That's a shame. That's unfortunate. But no, what I'm saying is that Lovely Bones seems like the most Oscar-y type of movie that's coming out. Who directed a Lovely Bones? Peter Jackson. Oh yeah. Oh, he directed won, it. What is it? Before. Is it Oscar? I didn't even know. It's it's based on a book that uh, Jen, my wife. Uh-huh. Read and uh, I, I. That's what that it, I, it's based on a book that she read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Peter Jackson was asked, "What are you working on next?" I'm working on a book that Tyler Smith's wife didn't read. <laughs> and so, uh, it, like, I want to read that. I, I kind of want to read Time Tra- Traveler's Wife. She's read both of those and said that I should read them. And uh, but Lovely Bones, especially, she really liked the book. Yeah, I've heard good things. And I, then uh, when she watched the trailer, like it just. First, I I wound up uh, doing <laughs> I wound up doing an impression of Mark Wahlberg, the same impression that everybody's been doing, but I never had done one, and I never saw who's Andy Samberg. Andy that does Samberg like thing. I never saw his, but I remember Mike Schmidt's impression is always really funny, where it's just always really sincere. And friend just like, of the show, friend of the show, Mike Schmidt. Thank you. Uh, who just goes, oh no, and just <laughs> and so there's a part in it where Mark Wahlberg has to say he says something to the effect of, uh, like she would never. No, she would never go with a stranger. It must have been someone she knew. 
And Jen just started laughing because she's like, you're right. He's not right for that part at all. He's not right for really any part where he has to play like a nice person. Well, I don't know where I got this dose of optimism today, but I'm looking forward to the Lovely Bones because I like Peter Jackson. Yeah. I like Saoirse well, Ronan. I didn't realize Peter Jackson. That's an event movie, Peter Jackson. Yeah. I like Rachel Weiss. Susan Sarandon's in it. Just the vibe the vibe that I got from it is that from from the story is that it's all kind of it's kind of small, you know. Certainly uh it, it seems like Peter Jackson's kind of returning to kind of the movies he used to make before he made big epics. And Handling creatures and stuff. Yeah. They could, yeah, not like Dead Alive. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Or what was it, Meet the Feebles? Didn't right, he do that yeah, one? No, um, no uh, it's. It looks like he's but this is, Yeah, to this like is more of a heavenly creatures. creatures, the Frighteners type of movie. <laughs> but, well, the Frighteners is still kind of small. Yeah, the Frighteners is awesome, by I the way. I do like the Frighteners. That would be my favorite Peter Jackson film. Really? But the frustrating thing is, you watch the trailer, and it looks like he's gone epic with it. Uh, uh-huh. With some of the visual effects and stuff, and it's like, ah, that's not Well, Heavenly Creatures had a lot of that. I suppose. You know, I mean, that's, I, I hope it is a Heavenly Creatures. I don't know, I'm keeping... I'm I like, like Heavenly I'm Creatures. I'm keeping my hopes up for the lo- the lo- uh, the lovely bones, <laughs> the d- the lovely bones, <laughs> the d- d- lovely bones. <laughs> oh man, I'm so happy. But yeah, myself. it's. I mean, honestly, this this looks like it's shaping up to be a ba- just a, a bad year. There's a, there have been a few movies that are great, but it looks like it's only going to be a few movies that are great. Like the last really great year that I can think of was probably 2007. Last year wasn't that good. Um, oh, 2007, we had There Will Be Blood. There will be blood. No country for old men. Uh, I liked Ratatouille, but there, there's like Michael Clayton. Uh, Before right, the devil knows you're good. dead. Just a lot of movies that that people really. And there loved are probably stuff we skipped. Uh, if we had yeah. done this at this time that year, I might not have thought to mention uh, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. That's true. You well, know? I mean, it's a well, Sydney Lumet film. Yeah, I probably would have. But yeah, something but, like that. Yeah, and so yeah, maybe we're skipping over What's some, and then Jake Gyllenhaal, Natalie Portman movie, Brothers. Oh yeah, I oh, saw I the trailer saw that, for that. I saw the trailer for that. It looks like a total like standard. That's Oscar bait. It really? is Jim a Sheridan, spe- especially for it's like, like, Jim Sheridan. Yeah, I didn't know it's, that. basically it's exactly. So they they what play Brothers. Uh, I think it's I don't know if <laughs> it's Toby Brothers McGuire. or like Friends, but it's like Tobey Maguire's married Natalie Portman. You know, it's all these beautiful people playing like Midwest. Yeah, Midwest trash types, Midwest people, and stuff. So they're so they're married. He dies in the war, and then Jake Gyllenhaal's like, you know, oh, take care of you. I'm sorry, so sorry, so sorry. And she's like, I'm so alone. I'm so alone. I love you too. I love you too. We're in love. And then like, guess what? He's still alive, and he's coming home. And he what? comes back, and he's like crazy. He's like, what the fuck? That's my weight. That's oh my wait, wife. this yeah. is the remake of the Dutch film. Is Brothers, it a remake? Which is awesome. Well, All and right. this yeah. This one, I'll, I'll say this: that uh, it looks like Tobey Maguire is doing something, that, doing some stuff he hasn't done before. I could be wrong before. about being Dutch, but I think it's Dutch. Okay. Anyway, and uh, <sighs> it looks like it. It the film in, in general just kind of hits some interesting emotional notes, but Tobey Maguire especially. Well, I would check out the original Brothers. I I liked it a lot. And it's called it's called Brothers. It's called Brothers. Right. I mean, that's the American name of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that was. Yeah, that's. I don't know when that comes out. Oh, this! The look how sexy uh, Penelope Cruz looks on this nine thing here. She does not look very attractive in that. All right, she's not wearing anything. Of course, she does. Right, guys, <laughs> is with me. Oh, yeah, Anthony like Minghella wrote it. Didn't? Did he die? Yeah. Yes, he is yeah, dead. He's dead. So, yeah, that nine has like nine. You know what? Nine might be like a big Oscar. Oh, it will. Yeah. Got, Daniel it's Rob Day Marshall, Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, and like a bunch of Oscar-winning and nominated actresses. Um. 
Yeah, and it's a spe- and it's a spectacle film, you know. Yeah, but it's oh, they're gonna release Michael Jackson's rehearsal. Yeah, I think they yeah. already did. No, that's no, it's gonna. It's this is it. It's what it's called. It's oh, maybe I just read a review of it. On I, s- I skipped over it because we were running out of time. But you that's don't not a problem I'm anymore. We're probably gonna split this episode up. Do you think? Nah, it's a supplement. Who cares? Okay. Um, you know what movie I'm really interested in? Bobcat Goldthwaite's uh, World's Greatest Dad. Okay. With Robin Williams, whose son is an abs is just a, an abusive, homophobic prick. Who is a to- who's oh, fifteen uh, years guys, old? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go ahead. Oh, j- okay. Anyway, so yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a moment. Um, and so, so his son is just this horrible kid. He's fifteen. Everybody hates him, and then the son dies. Uh huh. And then Robin Williams, his character, is like eager to like do some revisionism and make his his dead son seem like the greatest kid in the world. Uh huh. And and a lot of other people who knew him like. They basically they all put their own insecurities, their own issues, onto this kid who is now dead. Uh-huh. They'll either like blame some of their problems on the fact that he's dead, or they'll try and make him into something he's not, uh, and all that sort of thing. And that just and the reviews of it are really good, and they say that Robin Williams is doing great work in it, and that that it's just a very dark, uncomfortable film. But uh, but yeah, so I'm. That one it sounds really exciting. I mean, when the All Onion right. when the Onion gives a, a Robin Williams film a B plus, yeah, you know it's it's worth watching. All right, so. what would you get so excited about? Fatal? We didn't talk about the new Coen Brothers movie. Oh, Man. we didn't. Yeah, I was the, I was flipping through that. Pretty oh, quickly. the trailer for it it looks great. It looks so weird. I know and, nothing and about it. There's not a star in the movie. Yeah, and it's. Uh, just w- the trailer is really stressful the way it's edited. Um, it is Mike Star weird. in the movie? What? <laughs> what is that. it with you and these dumb jokes today? Oh, I like him. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the joke? I missed. Yeah, it. you said there's not a star in the movie. I said is is Mike Star in the movie? Because oh, he was Mike Star with two R's. He was he's, in. Uh, he was in Miller's Crossing, which was there. He's the guy who sings opera in the woods. Uh, he was in Ed Wood he, as well. Yeah, he was on that show, Ed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We also didn't talk about the Jared Hess film. Oh, which one is that? Called Gentleman Broncos. Yeah, that was kind of by design. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> um, and then there's some John C. Riley movie here, directed by Paul Weitz. Well, he's making them up. Uh, but the Serious Man looks interesting to me. It's I don't know, I don't know what it's what is it even weird. about. I've I've kind of tried to avoid a, knowing anything about well, it. But I think go it's ahead. A stressed out Jewish guy. Hey, in the Jewish community. All right. So now that's what I'm, the trailer makes it look like. I am not Jewish. Would I still enjoy right. it? a Jewish movie? Yeah. Or a movie? Do you like the Coen Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I think it's about a stressed out man in the in the Jewish community. I don't really know a lot about it, but the trailer just sort of I like the tone of it, you know. Um and the and the I like that they have all these character actors in there and stuff. Yeah, and I guess that's I guess that's that's a possibility. I mean, at this point anything the Coens do is a possible Oscar contender. Right. This so, one looks yeah. like a possible. This one looks like they put work into it where it's like what's the last one burn after reading? I feel like they just kind of slopped that one together, you know. I, I enjoyed that one to to a degree, up yeah. to a point. But it does seem like they slopped it together. They don't put the type of work into that right. as they did in No Country for Old Men. Yeah. This one looks like another one that they put a lot of work into. Well, it just looks like something very different. I mean, the fact that they can they can have any star they want, right. but they're choosing not to. Like, that's right. a choice the they're making. The most famous person in it is, like, Richard Kind or something. Hey. 
Well, I kind of like that. Yeah, right. But uh, all right. Well, we've been going for a while, so we should probably uh, close the book, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming. Up. Thanks. For, maybe we'll do a, a winter movie preview in the next. Right. In, maybe in, we'll do something where we don't even do a preview. We just talk about something specific. Okay. Absolutely. Anytime Absolutely. you want to come on. What? You got my number. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. He's got your number. All right. <laughs> I got so. your number, buddy. All right. All right well, so thanks for listening. Send me. Um, so let me know what the th- what you're going to talk about coming up. I'll be like, oh, I got something to say about that. Okay. All right. Or not. <laughs> uh, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, battleshipretention.com. Email us at david at battleshipretention.com or tyler at battleshipretention.com. Um, go, click donate if, yeah. if you if you enjoy the show. We'd, we'd appreciate it a lot. At the pretension? Uh, I was going to say it. Well, yeah. you looked like you were about to stop. No, I I actually had a little sort of a... Oh, uh, a little uh, bubble a, in your throat? Like a, yeah. Almost, okay. Because I had bubble that Sprite. I was trying to suppress a burp there. Um, okay. Yes, follow me on Twitter at The Pretension. All right. Josh, uh, I forget. Do you have a website? No, I'm working on rebuilding one, though. Okay. So All you right. could... And in, in if you're listening to this months after, uh, check joshfadum.com. Okay. All but right. there's nothing there right now. It died. It, it, oh, my. I had, the, I had it. I just let it expire okay all right well it, it, listen the second you're on twitter josh you let me know and i will let the battleship retention audience know where to follow you oh okay all right okay <laughs> all right you with this twitter thing man all right it's a lot of fun okay so yeah thanks for listening and uh we'll get you next time bye bye bye, bye.